Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. Okay, okay, okay. All right. All right. What What's happening, weirdos? It's me, Pete. Uh, this is a great episode. Greg Barrent. A lot of you were asking for Greg Barrent, and you know who we got? Greg Barrent. Very happy that Greg Barrett came in. Great episode. No surprise there that I really enjoyed it. He's a great guy, and it's a great episode. So let's get into it. Real quick, up top, youmadeitweird.com. New t-shirts are on the way. They're designed by weirdos, and they're for weirdos. It's a great way to support the show. Uh, some of them are selling out, um, so make make a move. Make a move. If you're on the, if you're on the fence, make a move. Uh, and also, there's a donation button also at youmadeitweird.com. Already blown away by the donations. Thank you so much to the weirdos that are donating. Thank you to those that are about to donate. This is wonderful timing because Katie, uh, just she just went into a South American carnival. And uh, there, there were these mirrors in the, the House of Mirrors. And, you know, she doesn't. she doesn't understand how that works. So for the past couple months, she's thought that she was warped um, as she was seen in that mirror. And no matter what anyone tells her, she just she just doesn't she can't shake it. So would really like to buy her some you know some pop rocks and a, a back rub from a Swedish man. So if you want to donate, that would be that would be so great. <clears throat> That'd be so great. Weird at nerdist.com is how to email the show. Uh, right on the Facebook wall, your favorite moments. It's, it's one of my favorite things in the world to see. That's facebook.com, regular slash You Made It Weird. Some tour dates, including some live You Made It Weirds coming up. July 19th through 21st, I'm in New Brunswick, New Jersey for the Stress Factory. I am going to be at the Montreal Just for Laughs uh, Festival for my uh, Canadian weirdos and my traveling weirdos. July 25 through 28th, there's going to be a live You Made It Weird. Uh, look at uh, the Just for Laughs schedule for that. August 2 through 5, I'll be in Cleveland uh, for Hilarities. September 6th through Scottsdale for Stand Up Scottsdale. October, oh, sorry, September 14 and 15. I'll be back in Chicago. Excited about that at the Lincoln Lodge. October 11 through 13, Appleton, Wisconsin, Skyline Comedy Cafe. Shows brought to you by Amazon. Go to nerdist.com, find the description of this episode, click on the Amazon banner, shop as you normally would. That's a great way to support the show as well. If you don't want to help Katie get over her fear of being, uh, you know, a tri shaped demon. And uh, if you don't want to buy a t shirt, there you go. Buy what you want to buy and still help the show. That works out pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, enjoy the show, guys. I sure did. Every week? I mean, it's up every week. How often does it come out or how often yeah. do we do it? Two different questions. Ooh, podcast mm. talk. <laughs> people love podcast talk. We, well, we won't talk about this on No, that. no, I mean, no, they, I, I'm they serious. Do. People do love podcast talk. They fucking do. I love podcast talk. They love it. Well, I'll talk about do a podcast. These? Do I need it? We record all the time. It comes out twice a week. Well, how long? How, oh, yeah, twice. Twice. Shit. People were like, don't do it. You fool. Like, because uh, we'll run out of gas. I don't think we will. Us? We're already out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've already. The hello was like as good as it was going to get. And then now it's just fucking straight downhill. It's all downhill. Greg <laughs> Barron, you're here to uh, signify the beginning of the end. You're the last I have, good the, guest that we can get. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Well, fuck. That's the, way the com- that's the way the comedy clubs feel, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Well, it's the last good guy we could get. I am now the guy that they are like, dude, we gotta move you out of that week because, yeah. Or 
hey, hey, Hal Sparks dropped out. So that's where <laughs> I'm at. You're that's the Hal Sparks fill-in? Spal- I, 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 when he or Pablo Francisco can't <laughs> oh, do the gig, oh, no. I get the quick call. And also, hey, Bob Saget's going to pick up your week. Oh. But we, but we love you in November. Why are they bumping you? I don't make any money. I'm not doing I'm going to quit next year. That's what I think. Is that real? Yep. Is this an exclusive? No, 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 no. No, if you listen to my sad cast, you, this, has been coming, this has been coming for a long time. I, mean, I think I'm going to... You I'm, have a sad cast? That's what, that's, what, that's what we call the pod cuddle. It's this just is a, a sad cast. But this is a joy cast. We're, we I have love this, this cast. This, we have the sad cast this host a, on the joy cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, the, we're like the polar opposite. You well, can't... You're, this, oh, no. This ship but is, we're this, so this, similar. This, this ship is taking off. Which ship? The ship the, we're in, the, the, ship the we're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. so kind. I'm so glad that you wanted to do but it. No, the, whole, so... the whole Pete Holmes experience is, uh, is, is happening. <laughs> I'll be next. It'll, it, it truly is going to be next. The reason I'm getting out is next year it'll be like, you know, Pete Holmes could pick up that week, so we kind of need <laughs> what we need is an influx of cash, Greg. But we'll have <laughs> you back on a lo- on a lost leader week. We'd love to have you back. I don't know any of those terms. I almost choked on my on a, on a week on a week where we don't make money. We'd love to have you. Like one of those weeks that we can you... write off as a tax. <laughs> They, it's it's a that's the tax code mm-hmm. for a, a lost weekend is yeah. a, is a barrant. That yeah, can't let's just do a barrant. Right. Let's just do a barrant this weekend. We you know to, what? We Here's had to file thing. a barrant. Here's the thing: we, we as a person, he's awesome. <laughs> Tips the staff. Oh, is he a draw? Mm. What does that mean? You gotta be because of your your sad cast. It's got to be a draw now. Well, the sad cast. Well, those people do, but they don't want to come. They want to come see us in a sewer. Like those people don't want to come to a comedy club. They want to go. They prefer. They prefer if we did uh, like a bank foyer. Like they prefer if we did it just somewhere. <laughs> if, if we did it somewhere different. Walking the walking, the, walking the bank the room, foyer. The, the walking the room crew of uh, dissidents does not care for the comedy club experience. They will go if that's the only thing they can. do They want to go where the riffraff are. They really do. What they is that do. song? I want to. Oh, it's from Under the Sea. It's that's what I call the Little Mermaid. We both looked at Katie because yeah. it's not coming from Greg. Yeah, Greg, what song is this from? I want to go where the people yeah. are. What is that? And the fish aren't my dad. I only know the first line. Well, I don't know. Is that is that the Little Mermaid? You made a thinking noise that whole time. Yeah, it, did. Became, it, became, it became the second track it was of a the solid song. question mark mm-hmm. above my head. But I should know some of that stuff because my daughters are I, your daughters, coolest names in the world. Yeah, what, what is mighty Kevin and Robert? <laughs> so those are weird for Wait, girls. The, no, they're true and mighty. <laughs> I thought I was grossly misinformed. <laughs> that my, daughter, that my daughter's names were Kevin and Robert. <laughs> we just went the other way with it. We're not into gender stereotypes. Robert was Mike, but she went for Robert. Yeah. And uh, Robert, uh, and uh, yeah, no, it's true and mighty. True. Bella, Bella yeah. True. Bella True. Bella True and Mighty Luna. It's the fucking coolest those names ever. Names. How yeah. do you not grow well, up with those names? Because we thought we were going to have a reggae band. <laughs> I just, oh, true and mighty, yeah. but we didn't. We had girls. We thought we were going to have a reggae band. You do have a band of a family. I see you right. You hear those names, and immediately I picture you mixing some sort of ba- uh, pancake batter. Sure, and you're wearing footsie pajamas, yeah. and they climb on you, and they're you go, very beat it, and you love them though. They're they're really uh, throwing them into couches like big fluffy couches. <laughs> I love the, we throw sometimes I'll throw them into not a fluffy couch. Sometimes I'll just throw them into a wicker chair. Uh, <laughs> That's old. Try to relax on that. Yeah, how about that? That is the challenge of Wicker. Hey, Daddy threw me into the refrigerator. <laughs> Not as fun as the bed. He'll throw me into any large piece. Can any we, large piece. Can we say fuck Wicker? Furniture. The only time you're glad you have Wicker furniture wicker. is when you're helping a friend move and you're like, can you help me move? Yeah. Well, before you answer, it's mostly Wicker. Right. Or if you're in the Caribbean. <laughs> like, the, oh, I'm in the Caribbean. Of course this is Wicker. Yeah. If you're sitting in Wicker and not hearing steel drum, fuck that Wicker. <laughs> that Wicker if that, sucks. If that, that Wicker is not on a porch, you, yeah. you've fucked up. <laughs> Go ahead and blame yourself. 
Go ahead. <laughs> I'm dying. Yourself. I'm dying with death. I have death. Have you have you, you caught have death? death yet? I had death earlier this summer. Oh, uh, you beat it. I well, just barely. But We're yes. beating death all the time. All the time. Did you have a type of death? I had a small little death like a couple weeks ago, but it was one of those ones that like you can't. You kind of uh, can't decide whether it's really you're really sick or you're just fucking tired of oh, looking you, at your yeah. Twitter feed. Uh, <laughs> Do I have the flu or am I just tired of these same people? There's so know. much contact, so yeah, much going out and so much coming in. It's unbelievable. You with your sad cast, you with your tweetsies. Yeah, and then I got I have uh, I have the band, and then I have the podcast, and then I have my own personal stuff. Yeah, and then I have an Instagram thing now, which I got to keep up with. Yeah, I'm on uh, the InstaGs. I love InstaG. <laughs> There's all these chicks you can follow on there, and they're always taking their clothes off at their house, but it's all yeah. tasteful because it's Instagram. <laughs> but they put it's a Instagram nice filter I can show, on right, it. It's Instagram so I can show my wife. Yeah. Like you can't, if you take all your clothes off on Instagram, they throw you off. So it's super Is PG. that true? Yeah. No nudity on Instagram? No. No, the porno stars get thrown off all the time, apparently. So they, oh. it's, ju- it's just, it's, it's like Maxim. I don't understand. You can say, uh, the, we were like, can you say the N-word on Twitter? You totally can't. Mm-hmm. Don't don't do it. They won't. I mean, I I don't mean don't say the n word. I mean, don't, might lose followers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't search hashtag the n word. You'll find million, just millions. And then I was kind of like, oh, yeah. on one hand, I'm like, that's kind of amazing that it, that you can do anything. But then Instagram is like, bo- not that boobs are the n word. Did you go full? Did you <laughs> Greg, go? I'd like to be clear. Boobs aren't the n word. <laughs> no, they're not. I just like to wow, be clear. You, you are confused on but, a lot of things. <laughs> We need to explain a lot to you. Take off that tub and when, show me those you, N-words. But when you did, when you <laughs> That's did. That's what I say. When you did the N-word, did hmm. you go ending in R or ending in A? R, bro. Right. So you went Sticking the, you the went, landing. So, yeah, you stuck the landing. Not like. You went full racist. Me, yeah, we were looking for racism. You didn't and go, we you found didn't, it. You didn't go playa with no, it. Like you didn't no, drop the R no. in that way. I wasn't looking for people like, <laughs> I don't even want to follow that I get thought. What you're saying. Uh, we weren't looking for fun use. We were looking for, for hate. And we found it. It yeah, was kind of oh, sad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the weird attic of Twitter. How or many let's those, say basement. How many of those had. Uh, uh, wicker chairs in them? Oh, my God. <laughs> Tweeted from a wicker chair. Wicker. First off. If you're listening right now, do us the favor and then write Pete. Tell, tell him what your results were. It's his podcast. <laughs> do the N-word and Wicker. Just see what comes up. <laughs> Is there because any sort I of... I want to follow all of those people. Yeah. I want to follow the racist guy that has a, that wants to talk about his Wicker yes. lounger. Yes. Or his Wicker, like maybe he's got a Wicker uh, love seat that he wants to talk see, about. This this cusp that we're on right now yeah. where, where the hairs on my arms stand up a little yeah. bit and my temperature changes, that's what the show should be. I, right? I, I always want to be a little... I, me as the host, want to be a little, little bit edge. uncomfortable. A little Just uncomfortable. Like, do I make a Wicker joke like Wicker? Oh, whoa, Wicker. 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 But Wicca, the religion, oh or are you just being cool That's about so your fucking thorn <laughs> furniture? Dude, be sitting in Wicca all afternoon. <laughs> we did it. What is our pot? This is fantastic. <laughs> I gotta get rid. I gotta fire Dave. Wicca. How are you doing, Wicca? Wicca. Oh my god. No, no, no. Not you. Not C. Not C. Not C C A W I K K A. Right? Wouldn't that because it's actually W I C K A. Wait, that's the Wicker. religion. Wicker is well. Wicker, Wicker is W I no? C K E R, right? C K E R. So it would be W I C K. And Wiccan is W I C C A N. So this is W I C C C K A. But we might as well w- go W I K K A just to make just it. Just really. Word. What up, Wicca? What up, Wicca? You want to go sit on that's a branch a dude, with me? That's a dude that'll go to Bed Bath and Beyond with you. Like yeah. that's the, that's the kind of player <laughs> that guy is. He wants to go to Cost Plus, bro. <laughs> or whatever that's called. What is Cost Plus now called? It's called something else. It's uh, One World or... World Market. 
World Market. Yeah. World Market. You can definitely buy a can wicker. Can a wicker go yeah. to World Market up in this place? Dude, I, you and I are two dudes. Up in this bee bath and beyond. Oh my God. The first bee was for bitch. Oh bitch bath and beyond. What's up, bitch bath and beyond? Where'd you get your girlfriend? Bitch bath and beyond. Diss of the century. Dude, beyond bath salts and buying Wicca. <laughs> I want a chair that's made of woven together uh, thorny, uh, like what's it called? What's it called? Uh, and yeah. you're, you're trying to get over some quicksand, and you grab it. It's called a vine. Yes. You ever <laughs> look for the word vine, and your brain's like, "Not today." Here's the kind of text I get from my partner. This is him. Your like, loving partner? No, my my my. my... Just said no. Just no. He'll just send me no. No, period. Yeah, I actually, when I texted you because you were running a little tardy, was dude. You can you can tell a lot about a person by how they text. You can tell that I need people to like me by the way I reply in my text. For example, you go, "Oh, I'm sorry, I spaced. Uh, Can you give me 30? And if you look, I I don't need to look because I remember I wrote no problem exclamation point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the extra (laughs) mile. Because if I wrote no, because I'm thinking of you and I'm picturing you tuning a Les Paul and you're having a great afternoon. And then I'm like, come to my, you forgot my podcast. And you're like, shit. Here's what happened was, first off, I felt like you did the explanation point because I'm over the hill. So I'm still okay. in the city. So okay. I like you were just yelling over the mountain. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. What are you, a no treat? Problem. What are you, a treat for the whole family? Yeah. No problem. <laughs> I was just yelling. If, if I knew you lived in Hollywood, no problem, all lowercase. So, right? <laughs> the whisper all, text. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Dude, don't worry about it. I sweat it. What were you? I felt doing? terrible because I was excited about this. And oh, then, sure. Uh, we um, oh, this is this is going to be such boring, boring minutia. We um, <laughs> so the my band, the Rainy Monarchs, are recording a single this summer and to so, to raise that's, money. That's funny, by the way. It's kind of like United Hermits, right? What's that? Is that the joke? The Raining Monarchs, because the monarch means you're alone. So you're a group of monarchs. Gotten together? Is there some humor there? Uh, like no, I like mean, United Hermits? I think newly discovered. <laughs> Just now? Newly discovered, yeah. Not considered? monarchs are, are, uh, are they're, they're kings. But they don't hang out together. They're monarching well, their own that's area. Right. This is a hey, you monarch your area. No, I'm monarch mine. We don't... <laughs> We're not a bunch, there's not a bunch of monarchs. Get me a wicker throne. <laughs> Who, oh, God. <laughs> wicker throne Listen, opening by for the, the way, monarchs. First off... You know this. About, you know this about podcast fans. Yeah. You ask and you receive. Sure. Pete and I'd like two Wicker Thrones, please. <laughs> I got a, mu- a couple big months Wicker of, Thrones. Uh... That's one of those gigantic African. Oh yes. You know well, you should. Uh, yeah. Um, you should, it kind of looks like a seashell. To, you have to podcast from one of those. Oh my There's god. There's no way you don't. You'd come in. hear it so much. <laughs> right. It sounds like we're doing the show on the hold of a ship. <laughs> Just, Just creaking, <laughs> creaking the entire time. So how are you? How's secret magic powers? Do you believe in secret magic, by the way? Wiccans? Do you believe it? there's anything there? Let me let me put it to you this way. Yeah. You go into, like, okay, let's take Wiccans out of it. I, I don't want to offend them because I don't know enough about them. But I take you to... You know who's a, you know who's a witch is uh, the singer for uh, Sully Erna, the singer for Godsmack. Is that right? Yeah, Sully. Sully? Who's, from, who's a Southie. So fucking he's, Sully he's, from he, fucking Southie. Yeah, is a. He's is always a, is, doing spells over there with yeah, Noma's hat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sully, a pinch of mayo from Revere <laughs> Beach, a bun from Kelly's roast beef, and the hair yeah. of fucking Don Mattingly's ball sack. <laughs> yeah, I know he yeah. plays for the Yankees, yeah, but yeah. it's a curse against say, them. Say I'm a witch. The Bambino. He's. Do it. A, you do it. You, I'm you, a witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be very afraid. I'm Sully Anna from Godsmack. <laughs> I'm Sully. He needs a witch name. He needs a better, a better witch name. He needs or... a better name just in general. 
there's no Ooh. Sully. If anyone, if you're getting a bank loaner, like, hi, I'm Sully. I'm here. Get the fuck out of here. You know Sully, Sully Anna. <laughs> yeah, his father Anna. owns a pie shop. Anna. Sully fucking Anna, the witch. <laughs> you mean the mythical witch, Sully Anna? <laughs> From Bill Ricker. Yeah, great. Yes. You know, he reversed so the curse. <laughs> it was him, Red Sox 2000, whatever the fuck. That was him. Let me put, before we uh, offend anybody in Magic, if I took In you, Magic or from Boston. Or, or a Red Sox fan. Yeah, we anybody. offended a lot of we people. We took a bunch of people Only out. one. That was, a, that was like a machete's worth of fucking <laughs> slice. And, he, and fucking we find out Sully Erna owns a fucking Wicca shop. He's like, I own a Wicca I, shop. <laughs> you know how hard we have to work to get people to bring it into the house? And you go on your fucking podcast saying you bring it in your home, you're having a hard time? Oh, Fuck boy. you. <laughs> Sully Erna. It's Wiccan Wicca. Wiccan Wicca. Wicca. That's the name of his Wicca, shop. Wicca Wicca. Get in here, Wicca. Wicca 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 Wicca. <laughs> Buy some Wiccan Wicca, you Wicca. <laughs> oh my God. That's a Wiccan Wicca, you Wicca. That's what you say to uh, 1994 Mark Wahlberg looking for a place to sit down yeah, yeah. in Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> That's right. Get in the Wiccan Wicca, you Wicca. <laughs> No offense to any Wiggers listening. That's our word, by the that way. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can say that. Yes, we can. Wigger, yes. That's us. Ours. We own that in Honky. Honky. Also, <laughs> I tweeted this. It didn't work at all. I heard, I saw, it was true. I heard a black guy say the N-word, the phrase, the N-word. And I was like, hey, that's our phrase. That's our phrase. <laughs> that's what that we was, say. I thought that was going to be huge. People, it, people back away from this topic in yeah, general. They run. Run away. They run away as, from it. As they ought to. Where were we? We're, we were talking about what you were doing, but there oh. was something before that. What was it? The Rainy Monarchs. Oh, uh, it was Magic. Magic, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm we just going to write down Magic, and I'm going to write down to... what you were doing. No, we don't have to cover it, because it's really dull. It's just uh, <clears throat> we, uh, we're raising money to, to uh, record our record this summer. We're For the making, We're just doing an EP, and uh, so we put shirts on sale, and we sold out of them. Yeah. This morning. Yes. We make them in my garage. Fuck, of course you do, you and, fucking uh, great man. And, uh, <laughs> We didn't expect to run out of them, so I literally was—I was literally just with the guy that I make t-shirts with. Going, we need you silk screening these. Yeah, you do yeah. it. Yeah, I mean he—he he does most of it. You're the coolest, but uh, but we do it in the garage. Thanks yeah, for well, t- taking a break from being the coolest. No, not at all. It was not. There's nothing cool about making raining monarchs t-shirts at close to fifty. Um, <laughs> right? Wow. I, I, yeah, I, at I, nineteen, I'm industrious. At fifty, it's like, what dream do you have? Are you serious? Just get someone to make them for you. It's cheaper this way, and it's more fun. It feels more authentic. It does. We do our t-shirts through a company. I wonder how I would feel if I was making them and touching them. People probably like that. They're like this. Was, I think they get a kick out of it. I think they like that we made. do it. I mean, we we you know, uh, my buddy Angela, who's the artist, who really is uh, super talented. You know, he makes the screens and then uh, the setups in my garage. Where we do we get these? RainingMonarchs.com? RainingMonarchs.com, Yeah, I still um, think Raining Monarchs is funny. The reigning monarchs the is... The plural of monarchs. Right. What are they doing together? I see these sleepy kings putting <laughs> Look, down I'll their scepters what, and picking yeah, up a lot some of guitars. Dudes, a lot of guys talking about their different crowns. Is that... I like yours, bro. Ha! <laughs> ha! What is that, see, an mine's emerald? See, felt on the top, so it's always hot, but yours is just the circle thing. Like, yours is just the circle thing. Yours is like a visor that yeah. you wear to a Cubs yeah, it's game. it's like a bigger... T- <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, yeah, dude, it's a little bit of a tiara. I'm not going to say that. It's a little bit of a tiara, and it's probably not that good in winter, dude, but when I got all those robes on, where's the heat going to escape but through the, the top? It doesn't get through that felt, I'll tell you that right I now. Taste them. There's a bunch of raining monarchs, dude. The, the royal jewels are pretty moist, yeah. let me tell so you. So how useless are you as a leader? Yeah, that was... <laughs> There's no, no real monarchies anymore. <laughs> it's kind of any, a tiara. Are, there's no monarchies anymore, are there? Well, I, I mean, is England a monarch? No, but I mean, it's not ruled by a monarchy. Um, it's just, it's just sort of there. 
I, I feel like we've gone into a room and I there's, don't know. Yeah, there's yeah. books and facts around and all I'm going to do is embarrass myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think England is run by hobbits. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, I mean, if you go over there. <laughs> Nicely I love made. It. You just took out a fresh cake from the oven and gave it to me. How about that? You, you backed me up. Um, why not back you up? Because people are jerks and don't know how to have fun. I was just in New Zealand, which is where they shot them movies. I and love, where they're yep. shooting that other one. And and so I did stand-up there at... Uh, uh, yeah, right? Ian McKellen came to the oh. stand-up show that I was at. He did not. Yeah, Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah, he came out. The and Silver and, Fox. Yeah, yeah. The word on the, and the word on the street was he said, that American's good. No. That's what he said. Wasn't me, but the point is, so, somebody was liked. If if he had a comedy club, and this is going to just be for the stand-ups, he would pass you. You shall not pass. You, you shall pass. Oh my he, god! Oh god! I don't even know. Oh. I don't know those movies well enough. Ooh. I know we're a nerdist, and I feel bad. Oh, he, I'm he, the worst fan one, of everything. By the way, uh, I'm not a very good nerd. It's hard to be a fan. A lot of no, in, I know. Lot of info, lot I of like intel. things, but I don't remember it. I don't remember. I don't remember the lyrics to my favorite songs. Greg. I don't remember the things that we say on the show. Yeah, you and I both suffer from that. And like, and it's like that's why I'm always asking people to go to the Facebook page and, and write the moments because I'm like, oh right, I'll have somebody quote back something to me or say something to me that, yeah. that I said on the yeah. show, and yeah. I'll think it's an insult, and I'll be like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, and yeah. Then like that's what you said. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That exact thing to, is happening. I have right. to unblock you. Ah. Very sensitive. <laughs> sensitive. Very sensitive. You have a pretty liberal blocking policy. I have a pretty no, not like my partner. Dave will block anybody if you if you say something about the Dodgers blocked. If you don't like, really, and you block, yeah, he'll block the fire. He'll block. He'll fight you, and then he'll block. I'll you. tell you, so I don't know much about Dave Anthony, but he's not putting a lot of exclamation points in texts. No, you know what I'm saying? No, that's no, the opposite. Me. That is no, the opposite. I, I, I use exclamation points all the time, and I capitalize a lot. Uh, emoticons, big into. I'll him. actually write. I'm going to the Capitol store. <laughs> just the store, yeah. Just letting people know that it's important enough to me to capitalize. Wait, the S is capitalized? Yeah, I'll capitalize I'm that. going to the store? Yeah, I'll also, if I say, if I'll say, and, I'll, and I add apostrophes to everything. Yeah? Yeah, uh, all the time. God. Here's my magic question. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so, I'm excited about this. You go with me. I say, Greg, we're going away for a week. And yeah. you're like, okay. And we get on a little prop plane. Yeah, oh, okay. And you brought too many bags. I'm like, you can't yeah, bring yeah, all those me. bags. Yeah. Can't bring all those bags. What I, is well, you, the my first bag is just sweaters. You brought merch? Yeah, yeah I brought merch. <laughs> I brought, you look, brought a bag of fucking sweaters. Listen, here's the thing. I brought a bunch of swag. You don't know who we're going to run into. People like me to sign shit. They used to, they used to feel that way strongly in the comedy clubs. In your defense, I didn't tell you where we were going. But That's we're, right. We're not yeah. bringing the swag. We're okay. not bringing the sweaters because we're going to South America. We're going to go to the heart of the Amazon jungle. Okay. Okay. And then I and then we're there. And now you're like, I kind of wish I had some swag to give these guys. Yeah. yeah There's they, a lot of loincloths, and you know, it's a monarchy, so you feel like they, they would, would love a rainy monarch's t-shirt. Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps they like either surfer, surfer lion guy or lion and bones. Either way, they can have one. <laughs> I actually I did go to the jungle once when I was a youth on a weird mission trip to the Yanomami. Indians and when we got out they were all talking all the Indians uh-huh. were talking and then later we were told that they were just claiming what they were going to take that like because they knew when we left we would leave everything and they're like I'm going to get that t-shirt so someone but in- we, and, and, so what, and so they were going to humor you with yes. conversion uh, well, yeah, pre- yeah, that does sound good. Presumably, yeah. they already had converted. I, I often wonder about. Oh, they'd already converted. Presumably, Wait, but why were you going to? Uh, if you, what was the we mission? Were, then? We were the mission was to build uh, like a house for them. Okay, they'd converted already. I'm a little uncomfortable with the whole thing. You know what I mean? It's a weird topic going in, especially as a child going in, and and we we didn't. I didn't uh, convert anybody, and I say that defensively. I like that you went. <clears throat> I went. It was very interesting, and there's probably a Yanomami Indian right now currently wearing my hypercolor T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's no so doubt. warm; it's just perpetually bright yellow. Yeah, yeah, it never changes color, does it? <laughs> never changes color. He has no idea. <laughs> he and, has no and idea. The, and the day that it does, 
<laughs> He's going to believe in a different God. <laughs> <laughs> Laser accuracy. Jesus Christ. And the date free podcast. This is a free podcast. a free podcast. <laughs> They're all free. It turns out they're all free. The good ones and the rotten ones are all free. They all cost the same. That's true. It costs, as good, it costs the same amount of money to have a good time as it does to have a horrible time. That's absolutely right. Yep. That's and it's w- also on the tickets to Coachella. <laughs> My two friends this year, both the same age, both a little bit younger than me, but not. One of them said that Radiohead was a life-changing experience. The other one said it was the worst night he'd spent ever as a person. Really? Yeah, so that was... The, that is, and they paid the same amount. And both saw the same <laughs> I was actually just at Bonnaroo and saw Radiohead. I did saw, you perform I was, there? Radiohead. I did, yeah. Now, was, saw, how, how was that? It was awesome. <clears throat> it was great. The shows themselves were, were good. Uh, one was really great. I felt like very Madison Square Garden, like crazy, like... Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Which was amazing. Then the later show couldn't have possibly been as good, but it was also great. What, how big of a room is it? <clears throat> 2,000 people. 2,000 people in a tent. It's a tent. It's a comedy tent. It's a comedy tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then so after – see, I did all my shows on Thursday or Friday. I don't remember. And then the rest of the time I was just going around. Just with, going around with, hanging with, out. It's paradise. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic, paradise. right? It's, ha- it's heaven on earth. And then – I only give a shit about like three bands and one of them's Radiohead and I went and saw Radiohead. I was I was stirred by it. I, I wasn't like <laughs> like like losing my right. shit, but it does stir me. I I never know what to do when you're watching a band, but when I watch Radiohead I know what to do. Feel emotion, be moved. Right, right, right. Like, like have it, a have a moment. It interacts with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It gets inside you and it right. and it goes, I'm gonna move this thing that you haven't moved in a while over here. Oh, that's and I awesome. go <laughs> No, but that's amazing. That's, yeah. the, that's the experience you're supposed to have. Tom York turns all your internal traumas into wicker furniture that he easily moves around. Well, he, well, he can, well first off, you can kick a wicker couch across. That's the other thing about wicker makes you feel so strong. Can you move this couch? Dude, I want, if, you, if you have a friend and he asks you to move... And he's got wicker furniture. Do it yeah. because it's so self-esteem building yeah, oh, yeah. that you can hold a couch under your arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and grab this and the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My friend Will Anderson. Just load do you, me do up. you know Will Anderson? The comic. <clears throat> I don't know. Oh, he's. I forget fantastic. everything. He's, he's from Australia. He's and he's got a, a, a magical podcast called, to, called Tofop that you would enjoy, and I know your listeners would enjoy. They would love to- it. T O F O P. Uh, it stands for originally it was called 30 Odd Foot of Pod <clears throat> okay. and it's him and an actor named Charlie Clausen from Australia and it's the number one podcast in Australia or number two something like that and they're awesome and he's great so he okay. went okay. To, and he said when Radiohead came out this was at Coachella they played the whole new record yeah. And he goes, I decided they were the greatest band that ever lived. And then they played their old songs, and I realized they were also the second greatest band. Ah! Ever like, he had that much of a good time. Uh. And then my other friend goes, they started with their new record, which made me want to fucking shit on myself. Yeah. Uh, and then hang myself during their old songs. And I was like, wow, two dudes, so same different. place, same time. <clears throat> Both of them came to see right. Radio. Right, 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 right. One of them was so disappointed that he wanted to hurt himself. Whoa. The other one had decided that Radiohead was two bands. That's how good they were. But Ugh. they couldn't just be one. Yeah. Weird, So right? good. Mm-hmm. Like Pert Plus. That's why you can't trust anything anyone says on the internet. By two the and way. one. <laughs> anything yes, anyone yes. ever says. And, uh, and 90% of the comics that are listening to this, when somebody says, if you're still at that point where you Google yourself or read YouTube, yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody fucking knows a thing. Do you understand I, that? Something, Even reviewers, nobody knows a thing. You've said something beautiful just now. And it's I, true. I, I, because I, I don't, oh God, it still hurts a little bit if I read a negative review or yeah. even something that somebody just on Twitter says shit yeah. about me. It hurt, but it hurts a little bit less as I go because I am now just a guy. I'm an adult now. When I was a kid, I'd be like, well, Roger Ebert liked it. And now I'm just like, he's just a guy. 
You know what I mean? Like, right. sure, he's he's well versed and and respected or whatever. But whenever I see a review of something, I'm like, that's just one person's opinion. But you also have to realize too that the people that listen to those people are people who also don't have a point of view, and so they need to be guided. And, and that's that's yeah. not who you want in your fan base either, because right. they'll easily leave you the second... because they've been told by somebody that they who is authority they trust. Yeah. If you don't trust your own authority and the yeah. experience you're having, goodbye. Yeah. Totally. Like. You I don't want worry. rudderless fans. No, no, you don't, because those fans won't do anything for you. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's the, that's part of the reason I like. You know, we not to bring it all the way back around, but the reason no, I decided to to stop going into comedy clubs next year was because I just didn't feel like I had any. I don't just. I, people weren't coming out. Yep. The comedy fans I had there were like they'd be some there sometimes. Sometimes a lot of people that come out because of the book. Yep. But. I'd rather go into a room where there's only 70 walking the room fans and feel like, well, fuck, we got something to talk about. Yeah. And this is going to go further. Yep. And you'll buy a t-shirt. Yep. And actually, it's a better experience so you're for not, me as an artist. I, I fully support this. You're not not going out. No, I you just, just want to go out yeah, I rock, lo- walking the room stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't want my career to die in the comedy clubs of a, it hurts. a guy who had like eight years. It totally hurts. Uh, and yeah. I don't look. I'm not a guy. Like I'm not on the list of people that will get asked to go to Bonnaroo or to get to those things. Like I'm just not. A, I'm not a. In the comedy community, I'm not a relevant voice in the comedy community. I, I think, think I, I hear what like you're me. saying. People like me, but they don't think about me. That's me? not. The, the, mm. I, I literally walk into a room and they go, "Oh, right, I forgot." But they are not like. Ooh, I'm not on lists. That's I'm like not a on haunting. lists. You got okay. Look, first of all, that's but but it's also but also. I'm look. I'm I'm. I've been around for a long time. I've I see the cycle. I, I used to be. You know what I mean? Like certain things are like that. Just is how it is. And I go. I see you, or Kamel, or Hannibal, and I'm like, well, why wouldn't I have those guys on a list? And they're on television, and they're relevant. And Greg is fifty, and he's jowly. <laughs> you are not <laughs> I jowly. <laughs> I like to say that. Okay. First of all, I'm I'm moved Radiohead style by your uh, the beauty of that sadness kind of thing. You just said something kind of tragic. But the fact that you know about it co- kind of took a lot of the bitterness away from it, a right. lot of the sadness. I'm not mad. Okay, I don't feel any yeah. madness. <clears throat> but you also, we're also so bad at diagnosing ourselves. You know what I'm saying? For example, I wasn't asked to do Bonnaroo for three years. I did it three years ago, and yep. then I did it again this year. Right. Now, <clears throat> I think it's dangerous to uh, to diagnose things. You may, I, I'm not saying you're doing this. Right. But if we go, if I do Bonnaroo and then next year I make a note that I wasn't asked to do Bonnaroo, that's going to hurt. That's going to feel like a little calcium deposit in my blood. <laughs> and then the next right. year I also wasn't asked. But you know what? I didn't notice. You right. know what I mean? Now that's because I'm an idiot. But being an idiot serves me sometimes. I think there's two things at work here. One is – you. Uh, there's the personal part of you that 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 uh, feels it in your heart and and feel and and then you feel sorry for yourself or you feel wounded. Then there's the business part, yep. and you're running a business called Greg Barron, and you go, you know what? There's not a lot of heat around the Greg Barron business. Walking the room, it's just doing pretty good. Yes. For some reason, the Rainy Monarchs are selling records every single day for whatever reason. Maybe it's the <laughs> podcast for whatever reason. <laughs> the so band cool. <laughs> sells records. I don't know why. Not a lot. Not enough to keep me afloat. But that seems to have some heat around it. So yeah. you start thinking, well, maybe I should go to where where my feelings won't get hurt right. as opposed to go to Laughs Unlimited and go, man, <clears throat> 40 people, second show Friday. Yeah. It's tough. A lot of people go, well, that's just the climate. I'm also, I just don't also like the experience anymore yeah, yeah, because yeah. when I see he's just not that into you on the poster, which is what they have to do to get people in the room, uh, and it has nothing to do with what I do, yeah. I do feel like a dude who was on a sitcom nine years ago and hasn't done much since. Right. Not true. Right. But to oh, the outside Greg. world, God. you have to look at it and go, okay, so what do I do? So as a smart person, yes. what do I do? I lean into where I'm, where I'm wanted. Right. I pull away from the things that make me feel dumb, and I 
wait to see what the sea change is. Yeah. That's it. That's great. That's fantastic. I'm going to stop writing doing I'm not like I'm I'm at meltdown on Wednesday night. I'm not going to not come here and right. do a set. Right. I'm not going to stop doing sets if I get asked, but I'm not going to go knock on the bang on the door of the girl who's already said, "Yeah, I'm seeing somebody else." Right. Why would you? Why would you? But I think what's happening with podcasts, with the internet, and with with just being able to get – we actually said this at the beginning of the podcast, getting us ourselves out there, our true selves out there. Right. Not she's not that into you, even though that's part of you. It's something that you right. worked on or whatever. It just didn't have anything to do with comedy. Okay. Right. So I my equivalent is – and I, I, I'm very happy to be the E-Trade baby and I'm very grateful for that. But if it says on the marquee E-Trade baby, Pete right. Holmes, I know I'm going to get on stage and I'm going to look out and see people that look like my parents. Yes. And then I'm going to go, hey, what happens when you die? And they're going <laughs> to go, do the baby. Do the baby. <laughs> We're here for the opposite of death. Be a, a hyper-intelligent baby. But there is the problem. <laughs> see, now, you, brought, you brought up an amazing point. Therein lies the problem with the comedy club. Yes. Their connection to the community at large is to see you on that bigger in that in that bigger way. Right. Now, some of the smaller clubs, like um, uh, what the one I love, which I will always do, I will do anything under a hundred seats, no laughing, matter what. Laughing Skull. Laughing Skull. Yeah. They see you as a podcaster, and that's what, what it they says want, on the marquee. And what they want is that crowd. Comedy They're addict going too. after going. Yes, comedy addict comedy too. They're addict going after well. those crowds. So. That's what they want. Right. So that makes sense to go there. Right. But the other club, if they have to use that thing and you have to go do the radio <sighs> thing, yeah. it doesn't make sense for your the career. The radio thing. Right, which I do. And I go. and then Of course you do. And they, they play some to. clip from the movie. Yes, or they'll play a song that's related to it. And they're all nice people. And they it's all, fine. They all, they, but it's an old model and it's not in the service of the art. Wait, can I exactly put a right. thought in your mm-hmm. brain and see how it feels? You want your show to be like church. It's church. You want yes. your believers yes. to come. Yes. And then you, you don't mm. preach, but you do your act, and there's a communion there. Well, another thing, Tompkins brought this up, because there's, there's two models. So, so Bill Burr will argue, look, you should be able to go into any comedy club in the country and sort of win an audience, and, and otherwise you're, you're doing it in a nurtured environment. Okay, fair enough. Okay, that's part A. I can fucking do that. I've been doing it for 22 years. It hasn't worked for me <laughs> in the way that it's worked for Bill Burr, who right. I fucking, by the way, I adore. I think he's fantastic. He's one of my absolute favorites. But Tompkins' idea, which is the 300. you go to the room, the people like you, and you as a comic go further because there's, there are places you can go now that you couldn't go when you were just trying to get people on board. Yeah. So now you're in a room where you're like, not only is this going to happen, am I going to tell you the things I plan to? Shit's gonna come out of this. That you you're didn't taking expect. the weight belt off in the pool. Yeah, and now exactly. you're gonna swim like a That's fucking exactly. merman. Yeah, you're gonna fucking do it, and you're gonna do backflips and stuff. And totally. I've said this a billion times. I agree with the Bill Burr thing that we need to be strong. That's true, but there is something to be said about. It's almost like meditative. You get into a place that is fucking safe, and you shouldn't only work there. But like you were saying, you you didn't, you haven't. Look, Bonnaroo's not safe. Not, that's a hard show. That shit's not safe. That's a hard show. They, and they, Daddy they, drove the car home. They, they're they're banking on it. They're banking on an ideology. They're banking. They're banking on an ideology. They book their thing per their ideology. Young right. bands, young comics, whatever, whatever, sure. the, whatever their, their feel is. So as a group, you fit into like, well, maybe this person is a group, but you're not like Hannibal Burris is not like. Uh, Chelsea Peretti is right. not like you know what I mean like you're you're all comics you happen to be in the same age range right. but you're not alike mm-hmm. so it isn't and uh, it isn't it, some people might be there to see Burris and go I'm not down with Holmes or right. however it goes I'm here to see Kinane yes. I'm not down with Kumail isn't th- that sounds like a new type of maturity that I'm trying to get into and right. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it which is I'm not for everyone that, no that feeling of I'm not for everyone no and that's the weird thing. <laughs> the, the alternative scene, the alternative scene, 
sort of preaches this like you have to be an individual and yet if you are but an in, in individual in the way they prescribe because if you're an individual in another way like say you move around on stage they don't mm. like you, you know yeah. what I mean like every every group has its set of rules yes but you're not going to be you're not going to fit comfortably into any of it right. Marin, Mar- that's Marin's whole thing while people embraced him in the alternative comedy scene out here, he never saw himself as that. Yeah. You know, you just, you fit in where you fit he in. He doesn't, oh, it's so funny, because I was with Marin at Bonnaroo, and me and Joe DeRosa were watching from the side, and it was the highlight of the fest for us. I, I go up, and I, I say, Daddy drives the car home. Of course, I'm joking, but I did. You drove it home. I, I did. I've seen you do it. Well. You're fucking great. But I, I felt, I I felt embarrassed that that came out of my face. I, no, I saw you. But you were kidding about yourself. You were making fun. It was, it was a fun joke. I, I remember, I remember that specifically when I met you. Oh, that's when I met you. Was, we did the Stress Factory we did, uh, But before that, we did, didn't we do uh, uh, Bumper Shoot? Yeah. And that's it was right. you. It was TJ. It was uh, Tig. Mm-hmm. It was Burris. Mm-hmm. It was un- like I I was fucking r- and Thune, and mm-hmm. I was like, holy fucking shit! I remember here this. comes a train of good people. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. fucking oh, drove so nice. the bus home. Well, that's you so and fucking TJ just <clears throat> fucking rocked it. And I was like, holy fuck, these guys are good. I yeah. have to find something new to do for a living. <laughs> I thought you were like, I need to find something new to do in my act. Yeah. for a no. living. <laughs> a living. I need, I need to, to find, find a new occupado. That's that's when you reached in your phone and Googled Ooh. silk screening. Hello. <laughs> Who wants to make tea? I've always wanted to make pants. Maybe it's time to really get that band working. Which, by the way, there couldn't be two more unsafe career jumps than into retail or, or <laughs> instrumental surf and ska music. <laughs> is that what it is? Instrumental surf and it ska. It is not instrumental surf and ska music. It is? I, I, yeah, I didn't bring you a disc because uh, we sold all of them. Oh, I'll, I'll let me many. support. I'll buy it. Uh, you can get it for free yeah, off yeah, 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 there's, yeah. there's a sticker. Yes! Look, yes! Good looking. That's a good looking logo, yeah? It's a great logo. Yeah, that's my buddy we Angelo. So, uh, we have so many irons in the fire. I want to, I want to tell you that the moment of... Uh, you're talking about how... I think it's so important to not fit perfectly anywhere. Yeah. I don't want to be anybody's darling. I, I'd like to. I'd like to be not even below the radar. I just want to uh, smother the radar with my with my naked body. If you look at well, no, what you want? I mean, I like that idea. Um, I, if you look at no, but if you look at like if you look at someone like kind of like Marin, mm. Jack White, mm-hmm. um, people who've just sort of made a a real living out of actually just being themselves. Fucking perfect. Jack like fucking White just made fucking it, perfect. There are a lot of people that don't like Jack White. There are a lot of people that fucking worship at his altar. I'm one of them. Yes. But church. He, but he's able to church. 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 And everything he does is part of church. Church is right. And chicken. he went I, I always point this out to people. At the height of grunge, during when everybody had a band called Paw and you just fucking <laughs> went in in your streets and you fucking played it loud. He and his fake sister wore peppermint stick outfits and went into clubs in Detroit and played the blues. That takes some fucking balls. And she wasn't good. And he fucking stuck by her and he didn't cave on his idea. And now he's a fucking empire and Pa works as your barista. Yeah. So it's like pa does, you have to Pa works Pa is pawing the steam lever yeah. on the cap there machine. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Aren't you the guy from Paw? Fucking man, when I loved Green Day and Ran- I still love yeah. Green Day and Rancid, but I when too. I used to go to I those groups uh, shows in Boston, yep. uh, I, I, I still remember all the groups that opened for them, and they were all cloning. 
They yeah. sounded like Green Day. Yeah. And I loved them because I was like, I love Green Day and I love these guys. I still remember the name of the bands and I don't want to say them for being right. unkind because they're all gone. They're all gone. And, and, Green Day and, and Green Day and Rancid, those are perfect bands, through thick and thin. Have always through, been through them. changes and trends and different things. They never, I mean, especially Rancid. Like yeah. Rancid never even conceded to try and get on the radio. Right? They're they're fucking fantastic. Yeah. But they have stuck to it. And by at the end, there's a brand that like they still they'll sell out places. The social yeah. distortion wasn't a fact, and then one day they were a fact. Uh, it was just a thing. They were like a thing that people identify as like yeah. a look yeah. and a style, and they're part of Southern California car culture. Like they just became this thing. Because they never change their... Because, and because it's all nothing till it's something. One day, right. suddenly, it's Green Day. But it's because they stuck to their guns and didn't decide, oh, we're going to make an electronica record. And because they were being real. Yes. And there are people decide- that hack the system, and there are yes. people that just are genuinely... You wake Jack White up in the middle of the night, he's fucking Jack White. You wake all him up time. in the middle of the night, and he goes, no, my baby left. I can't, yeah, right. I can't do Jack He fucking makes White. a guitar. Yeah. He smokes a weird, thin brown cigarette. Yeah, he's yeah. taller than you expected, and, and he has weird hips. And he sleeps in a vest. He does, and he's really <laughs> pale. And he has tiny teeth. Have you noticed that? I, I and yet. And yet, I and yet I would make love to him. I'm a tooth snob, and I'd also oh kiss God, him dude, on the he's mouth. Got the, he's got them tiny teeth. He does have he those does tiny, tiny teeth. Big gum, tiny teeth. That's They're where the blues. You know what? The, who else has those teeth? Rats. Rats. They're like <laughs> little teeth. Yeah, they are tiny. They're tiny. That's teeth. where the blues comes from. Yeah, but I'm he's, always, I'm but always it, looking for the flaw that gave, that made them an artist. I think uh, I don't know. I mean, he's an odd looking dude. Yes, he is. I don't know that. That I mean, I and think now he just, I mean. He just stuck to his. He just has an aesthetic, and he stuck to his guns. And right. you know, he's also, and this is the other thing that's true about people that are successful. I've talked about this. He's a little bit of a sociopath, and that he didn't. His thing, his two-person band, was also a band that was once called the Flat Duo Jets. And if you go back and you Google them, or you find some old footage of them, they look not unlike. He looked not unlike the singer of the Flat Duo Jets in a leather jacket and big hair. And there was only two guys in the band, and there was a, just a dude and a drummer. And then wait. He that was another group or that was his that was group? a group that was before Jack White was in a group called the Flat. No, Duo no, no. Jets. The Flat Duo Jets was a band before the White Stripes, and it was a guy, and a, two yeah, people from Athens, Georgia. They were around the same time as REM, and they played crazy ass blues. Like the it was, it's the same thing. Interesting. And he's a huge fan. And during the movie, it might get loud. He actually plays their single. I, I was I, I was going to ask you if you've seen it, it might get yeah. loud because Jack yeah. Jack White is so fucking badass in that movie. Yeah, and he plays the single, so he it's he's aware of them. Yes, and I, and they, I don't even think he's not aware that he copied their format. And he, right. he basically said, look, you guys are awesome. This thing you do is awesome. I'm going to do it better. Yeah. I'm going to take it. Well, fucking A, man. We've stumbled into some messy art shit right here. Right? I and love I, it. I, I am very comfortable in this area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an uncomfortable area. Fucking Steve Jobs stole the, the bitmap icon-based computer system from Xerox. Perfect place to copy from up high. Bingo. Real, Boom. real high five. Like kind of missed. I love it. You, it. No, but look, you're going to do corporates one day. And and you're do that. <laughs> don't curse me. Don't curse <laughs> don't me with that. No. no, I know, I don't. Can I tell you something about the corporates? You do them. Yeah, you I know. You get invited to them. Yeah. And you, take, you must you be do. doing them. No, I, I, I'm doing one this year. Are you first. telling me E-Trade hasn't had you out? To no. Just... <laughs> well, E-Trade, I, I, it's interesting. I don't want to uh, tie myself too much. Like we were saying with the marquee, I don't want to be booked as the E-Trade guy because, again, I want to come out. No, no, out. but haven't they had you in-house? Oh, no. That that would be good. What I'm saying is pay a brother to do a function. Yeah. Can't we all go to Cabo for that? There's, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. That was the weirdest <laughs> laugh I've ever had. I don't know what that it sounded like starting sounds, a blimp engine. Well, it also sounds like, I uh, think uh, that's uh, a pretty uh, good. <laughs> you can feel the undercurrent. Into it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm texting with my hands under the table right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, what were we talking about? Oh, stealing. So fucking uh, Apple stole from Xerox. 
flat out. And if you read the Steve Jobs biography, or you know, it's yeah, biography, not autobiography, biography. He's just like, yep, we stole great, great artist steal Picasso. Deal with it. That's happening. And and I'm I'm kind of like aware. And <laughs> Joe Mandy made fun of me. We spring we spring our own original stuff, and we sponge from other people. We steal yeah. from other people. Yeah. We steal from other people. Everybody steals, and I'm not just artists. Not just artists. Everybody's stealing, if we want to call it stealing. That's why I like calling it sponging from everything. Right. I look at the way you eat a hamburger, and I take the way that you kind of pinky the, the tomato back in while we're talking. I steal that from you. I do it all the time. I take little people's phrases. I've watched Dave, phrases. Dave, Dave Anthony and I, I've watched us become each other someday. Yes. Like, literally, we're spitting our own things back at each other. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's part of it. It's, it's a, something people think you have to make it yeah, all from scratch. I don't, I, no, and it's that's the craziest thing. I love the specials. They might be my top five favorite bands of all time. Message if to you Rudy. go back and listen to Prince Buster, who was like the original ska guy, they just lifted whole songs and yeah. rewrote the words. Sublime Zeppelin. That's it's <laughs> everybody. Zeppelin. Like it's just what you. And it's not that. It's like no, we're we're starting to make a record, and I'll say, look, you know that. I'll say to Mike, literally, I'll go, you know that phrase in the middle of that one Dick Dale song. Why don't we lift that? Buddy. Have you? Yes. And co- let's 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 lift that and put it in the song, but we'll play the chords a different way. Anybody? We'll, ooh, anybody not fucking sixty nine in this idea and yes. embracing this idea? I don't think you're really going to get any anywhere near real art because if you watch, they have on Netflix. Instance, they they have this uh, series called Great Albums, right? And you can just watch them talk. It's just yes. It's just a band talking about the album. Yeah. You watch the one about uh, the third uh, Tom Petty album. What's it called? Man the Dor- Man the Torpedoes. I think. Yep. It doesn't matter. They're talking about. Uh, um, I think they're talking about the song "Breakdown," right? And they're like, and they're like, "How did I come up with that chord progression?" Well, I was listening to this old blues riff, yeah, and I slowed it down. No, dude, I slowed it down. Are you listening to first, me? First, free podcast. Listen to this. Free podcast. First off, it's free podcast. It's uh, uh, "Breakdown" is Broadway by George Benson. What do you mean? Down. Yeah, it's on Broadway. So, Karen Kilgariff, I made a record for her. Do you know Karen? She's a stand-up comic. She's fucking unbelievable. She wrote on Ellen for years. She was part of the original Largo scene. She plays guitar. She's fantastic. Yes. I produced a record for her last year called uh, uh, um, uh, Behind uh, Behind Me. What are you, the coolest? Uh, uh, Behind You. Anyway, (laughs) she does a song called Chelsea Guitars about getting shit on by these guitar nerds at Chelsea Guitars in New York. Yes. And it's breakdown. Yeah. Like the chorus the of it's breakdown. Buddy. It's like and it's and it's awesome. It just is like that's just how you do it, yeah. you know. All like uh, this this is behind not... you. I don't know why I keep saying behind me. The record's called Behind You. Behind you. Just, just think of what you Karen say. Karen Kilgariff, get it, you'll love it. When you're in the kitchen and you're going behind another waiter. She's the, it's, it's one of the best records recorded last year and I'm not saying that because I recorded Behind it. you. Behind you. It's so funny. She's amazing. I I would I will definitely check it out. I uh, when I listen to music, one of my favorite things in the world. And I don't. And I don't know. This is, I don't want to sound like I'm patting myself on the back, but I'm pretty good at listening to a song and singing another song to it. Mm-hmm. There's just there's just certain brains right? that do yeah. that. I listen to it and I go, "This is this song." Yeah. And like no one ever really notices. It's all the same shit. It's yeah. ballet, man. There's 15 moves, and we're yeah. all just shaking it up. That's why. And you know, this is this is probably part of. I can't decide whether this is good or bad, but because I because I didn't because I didn't have a big history of comedy before I did comedy mm-hmm. because I wasn't like a I didn't grow up wanting to be a comic and I wasn't a I liked comedy but the way any average person who likes all of entertainment you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I had comedy albums but it wasn't my favorite thing right music 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 
I never watched comics as soon as I started doing it for fear of lifting. Yep. I feel like I wouldn't have lifted, but I would have liked to have spent more time watching the genre I was why in. reinvent the wheel? Somebody figure. I'm not talking about. But lines I mean, really, what? But, but, but I mean, really, like watch it. Like really, go out to clubs and see it. Because I still don't. I mean, I'll occasionally I'll watch the people that are open for me. Like I'll watch a couple of people, sure. you know, but not the whole time, and just to make sure they're not. Right, know, right, right, right. And literally, I'm not the guy that like tells them not to do the bit. I won't do my bit if it's the same. That's nice. But um, unless they're doing my actual bit, then I might. <laughs> there's a guy <laughs> in Seattle that was doing my actual bit, and I went, you know what's so funny is that's mine. No. He goes, oh, I go, yeah, I go, I go, watch, I'm going to do it. And then I went and did it. He goes, oh, that is yours. Yeah, and I do it better. <laughs> Someone opened for you and did one of your yeah. bits? Yeah, he didn't know where he got it, I guess. Or saw me a bumper shoot or whatever or something. He was from Seattle, but he literally had my bit. That's so I crazy. went and I did it for him on the same night. I go, it's so funny that guy was talking about that because here's how the bit actually goes. <laughs> did bam, it work? Bam, bam, did the bam. crowd realize? Yeah. And also, and then I wasn't mad at him. He stopped doing it and he, and he opened the rest of the weekend. I'm, yeah. like, I'm not that guy. Well, this is, this, is, this is the tricky part of that room. We don't want to steal lines no. and routines and we don't want to steal essence. Like, I actually think there, there's, you could. Go over the line. I, I know I said this a couple episodes ago, but somebody came up to me recently and they were like, "I just started doing stand-up and I realized I'm doing you." And I was like, "Good." I did Brian Regan for like five years. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was like Jake Johansson when I started. Like I really was like really you know, had yeah. a lot of things. Right. Uh, Wait a minute, because I love Jake and he was the only guy I allowed myself to watch. And, and he was great. Yeah. He had, <laughs> my dad called. And, uh, but he's so he's such an amazing comic yeah. and such a really well, a really good writer and and uh, uh, but you know so you and also I liked him like he was there's certain comics where I was like oh that guy's cool like yes. he looks like he's in a band like yes. he doesn't look like other comics like right. oh that's interesting take yeah you know so I'm gonna they give you permission it's totally. just it's just the way you were eating that hamburger I'm, that's a fake example but I'm just saying the way someone dresses on stage the way someone moves on stage yep. this is innovating this is moving it forward we should all be working together even though we're not working well, together also it's weird to think that you would watch a band and try and figure out their song but you wouldn't watch Patton Oswalt and go how the fuck does he do that I, and you watch him but if you watch Patton for a while, like you can learn, like you just learn how to squeeze yep. more out of a moment. It's not like you would take anything he does and you can't say things no. the way he does. And if you no. strung a bunch of adjectives together in a different way, you would sound like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Patton has this beautiful way of making a point. But when you watch him and go, he got all of that out of the words hot tub. Right. That's incredible. Right. He's Great. made these assumptions based on basically one little piece of information. He's made a massive assumption because mm-hmm. he's a you know the, you got to watch these guys. Chris Rocky, you have to wow. He said that four times, but every time I liked it. Right. Every time it sounded funnier. Like yeah. there's just certain things that people do. Right. I you know I hate to say it, but there are even the way Dane Cook enunciates sometimes. Like if you if you take the time in your act to slow a word down and let the audience chew on it he's yeah. a master sure. at getting people and to I would chew say, on a word i think that's a cool there's so thing. many people that hate dane that rip him off all the time all day and it's not, and they might not even be ripping it off directly from him but they're ripping it off from a guy like me who ripped it off from well, him well there's also people that and i'm not going to name names there are people that people adore now yeah who are like young comics that people fucking adore yeah who clearly liked dane in college sure who clearly listened to their records of and course. were clearly influenced by him in the best way yeah i like the I, comics more but i'm like you that think is, that's half dane cook half paul Tompkins. uh of, but the way i am with music on the radio i'm with comedians in the back of the room too i go yeah. oh this guy is 90 percent this that he's todd yeah. berry with a sprinkle of uh fitzsimmons right you know what i mean yes and, it, and i don't go what an idiot i go yeah, that's how they made this particular cake. 
Right. The next one has a little bit more That's yeast. how they blended it. That's yeah. how they put it together. Right. And I think uh, Dane got that enunciation stuff. He took it his own way, but I think he got a little bit from, from Regan, actually. Uh, totally. I don't know where Regan got it, but I bet Brian Regan fucking knows where he got it. The fucking Beatles played Little Richard. You don't think they knew, well, I think they you, knew how to cover, you cover can, other bands? I think you can take Regan back to Cosby. I mean, there's something very Cosby-esque about, you know, the, uh, even if it's not in the actual pronunciation, yeah. it's the, like the phrasing right. of certain words yes. and being able to, you know. No, totally. I mean, everybody has a, an energy or a style. I right. remember when when, uh, when Dane was first coming around, I had friends come up and say, it's weird, too. And this is a weird compliment. I don't know. You'll get this. Maybe, probably. Somebody hmm. says, someone's taking something from you. Yeah. Like, that guy totally stole your thing, but they've also told you that they hate that person. Ha. So you're like, well, that ha. was just a short way of saying <laughs> you... you don't like me. Because <laughs> I know you don't like them. No, but like a funny version. I'm not really positive yeah, about that. That's, that's weird. Well, I don't know, man. I, I think I think this is I think this is some real truth. I think it's it's similar to bands covering other bands. I bet yeah. Jack White could does play other Look, he listening to other records and analyzing them and learning them. These are the ingredients that we have to play with. Now go make your own thing with it. If you watch Green Day's career trajectory and you and you listen to the record, if you listen to American Idiot compared to Warning, and you know that in between that time they toured with a band that were very much influenced by them. Mm-hmm. Um called The Living End in Australia, you realize, oh my God, they took The Living End thing. Is that they're right? just, it's a nuanced thing. And when I say it to people in Australia, they're like, totally. Yes. They didn't change anything about the way they write songs. They just simply were influenced by spending time with this band who were probably influenced by Green Day originally, mm-hmm. but did a different thing with their songwriting, like those sort of three-part songs. Yeah. And like the, their whole record is like a Living End song. Like, it was weird. And I'm the only person... You know, I can hear guitar things. Look, the very first guitar player for Weezer never played in the band again, right? Because he was he was on the record and then out of the band because he had a baby. The records never sound like that because the very way he plays his guitar. Mm-hmm. He has this guitar style that's all his own. He had a band called Chopper One. They sounded exactly like Weezer. Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> but like individual pieces change everything as well. <laughs> that's really you know, interesting. Chopper One was really good. Chopper Four, the Sklar Brothers band. <laughs> Chopper Do you know four. that bit? No, I don't know that. Chopper oh, four. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I thought of. Yeah, yeah, he started four. that uh, Sklar Brothers bit? He started the Sklar Brothers band. <laughs> he was actually... The Sklar Brothers took the idea of being twins from him, which is weird because they he's not a twin. I don't know. What is it so, that's so offensive to people about the idea of being inspired? And, 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 and like, remember when Harry Potter was out and they were like, but this woman had the, in, uh, in Australia or whatever. I just said Australia because you said Australia. She had a book about a magical little boy. And then, and then the Harry Potter woman just did it differently. They said the same thing about the Matrix. Like, is this right. like really uncomfortable? And that makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, did the Matrix guy? steal the matrix and then like did the guy who wrote the thing that the matrix stole it from or is he just stealing it from like all these eastern all i can say to anybody who says that is what are you making by the way i know we've i know you've been on the internet trying to figure out how things are bad but what are you doing Uh, like fair enough i I, look there there's absolute thievery and then there's influence and i guess that that's up to the thievery versus influence and that's up to the person who stole and the person who was stolen from other than that you can't do anything about it other than decide whether you like it or don't like it i think uh, some thievery i think is fantastic some thievery i don't like right 
you know, I don't like lifted complete when people lift jokes completely. Sure. But I I don't mind somebody being influenced by Dane Cook right. and liking them perhaps even more. Right, and taking it to the to the next level to a different level. Wearing yeah. wearing a Dane Cook jacket. I love the Flat Duo Jets. I had their record. I like the White Stripe records better. Yeah, I like what Jack White did right. in that format better. Right, oh, that's interesting, man. I don't like, and I'm not like I'm a purist, man. I like the thing that was less was harder to get. Right, right, right. Yes, Weezer sounds like sound a little bit like. The Pixies. I love the Pixies also. Yeah. I also liked Weezer. Yeah. I like Weezer more. Right? I'm, it's I'm not, rare I'm not, when I'm something like is cool so person. wildly original. Like, I was talking to, they, they, I watched the Fishbone documentary the other night, and, so, and, and a couple of people made the point of, like, before Fishbone, there wasn't anything like Fishbone. Mm-hmm. There wasn't black guys playing half ska metal funk. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, that thing didn't exist. Right. So that happens every once in a while. Right. And then everybody else is just. A, a reflection. Sc- yeah, a reflection. An echo. Yeah, every once in a while there's just a wildly off-the-charts original person, and yeah. then there's the people that follow in there. Is, it, is, that, is there uh, an epidemic of uh, – I, I feel like not enough people are experiencing – and this has been coming up on the show lately – the joy of creating. And I'm not saying you have to do it for a living, but I feel like people get ro- – when you're saying, like, what are you creating? Right. I feel like there's a certain uh, area of happiness in your brain reserved for when you create things. Ch- yeah, yeah. Children – being, of course, the ultimate expression, yeah. but then like just like a fucking wicker chair, <laughs> you know, like no, no, no. something that, basic. That part you do. part of the reason I part of the reason that we do the t-shirts in the in the garage is so I can hold them, yeah, and have them, yeah. and see the process, and right. like ship them myself or yeah. ship them. And I and I say that, and Angela, who's listening, goes, "Fuck, dude, I do all of that." Yeah. Okay, but yeah, but I'm there. <laughs> I, I take an Instagram of it, and it feels like us. <laughs> it is that thing of like making a record and having the fucking. Music. Right. I like. I get dressed up for the practices. Like I like. I do love that part of it. Right. A lot, and yeah. there isn't enough in stand up. You just either are performing or you're not. Right. There isn't. You don't get the. You don't get. The creation part of it as much. Right. And a podcast is an ongoing evolutionary creation process. Right. But I agree. I think there's a lot of results. People want results. They want they want accolades. They right. want fame. You know, there is, you know, they want uh they want a lot of followers. Right. You know what I mean? As opposed to like, well, what is for what? Right. What's the end game? Yeah. What is the what's the result? My thing is to be able to create more freely if I could have enough money to really make some batshit stuff. Like to what? really take a risk, I just immediately pictured you welding. Some I'd sort put a of no, but I'd put, no, I'd put a lot of money into clothes people wouldn't buy. Like I would really go, I would design clothes, like cut and sew, as opposed to just t-shirts. Like I would make right. Like I design clothes for the band, and I have them cut and sewn and all that kind of stuff. But that's just for the band. But I would do that as a job. Uh-huh. But they would not be easy to get. Right. Like it wouldn't be I mean, meaning meaning they wouldn't be for everybody. They would not right. I would not just make a pair of pants that everyone would wear. I'd make a pair of pants that four people would wear. Right. But that's what I want but, to do. But those are pretty special pants. Well, they're sort of Mexi Cuban inspired tuxedo it's like a riff on tuxedo pants meets mariachi band meets <laughs> Can we go surfing? These are a little bit short. That's how I would do it. <laughs> With a bit of grandpa chic shown in there. <laughs> That's what I'll do in the those, pockets. Those pants specifically. are really doing something in my brain right now. Right. Well, like if you look at the Monarch sticker, like there's there's Japanese writing on there, but there's a lion and there's a checkerboard. Like there's a lot of different things happening at once yeah. to create one whole feel. Like yeah. I, I really get a kick out of that. I get I, I truly I have more, I, almost as much pride in this rainy Monarch sticker as I do my last stand up special. You which may be why that last stand up special was so. Did you wear a suit? I remember you and I were talking. I wore about a uh, cardigan and a. I wore a cardigan and a tie. Okay. I wore a black cardigan and a tie, and I had a guy post on my Facebook page when I had one. And, you know, sometimes you can't help but look at things. I don't seek things out. Sure. He wrote, if I dress like you, I'd kill myself. 
It's not as mean as I was anticipating. It seems like a drastic step to be having a country like to wear. But by internet standards, I was like, I was bad. waiting for it to be like, yeah. You look like the manager of a hotel. I, I don't know what the, people are saying these days. Because really, I have been I've been pretty good at avoiding it. Yeah. Every once in a while, you get, like Twitter. It's hard because you want to interact. So you, if you read your ads, occasionally yep. you're going to catch something. Yeah. Do every once in a while. You know, but people are generally pretty nice to me. I, I I live tweeted the Van Halen concert the other night. I didn't mean to. It just started happening, and I got a lot of like, "Hey, bro. Yeah. If you didn't like it, what are you doing there? Right. Like, I was like, because I tweeted once. So I said, "Of course, Kanye West seats are better than mine at the Van Halen concert. He's right. at home." <laughs> that's a great a lot joke. Of people like i bet your ticket was free bro yeah that's a good joke man thank you that's a great joke so i we go to south america and yeah. you have your bags yeah i love it with magic <laughs> it's magic i got my bags we're back to I that thread uh okay so uh and then i take you deep into the jungle and i take you to a shaman okay okay he's like uh, just picture a shaman you got it thin some sort of bird's nest in his hair He's yeah. kind of scary. Yeah. Moves kind of quickly. Yeah, and we go in there, and uh, and he wants some of your hair, and then he has like a little bowl. Picture the bowl. Yeah, you got yeah. it. And he has one long fingernail, one like Reggie Watts Coke nail. Yeah, sure. I don't think that's for Coke with what Reggie. What is that for, though? I think he loves a Coke nail. I think he wants just to have it. Just to have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe he helps other people with cocaine. Yeah, maybe he's he's the gentleman that's like, you want some of that coke? Have it out of my nail. How about this? Can I be of service? Yes, the service nail. Yeah, it's the service nail. So this guy mixes up, and then he takes your your hair, and he lights on fire. And then let's just say he says, tonight in a dream, uh, someone who just passed is going to come and tell you something important. What percentage do you believe that? Are you going to be like, is this – would you just be like, this is complete baloney or – uh, would you fall for the theatrics of it as a human that I could tell you a ghost story and you'd be afraid? Or would you just be kind of like, uh, this is real and I don't like it? Or, or maybe I do like it. I'm a, I want to go with your, the second one, I think. I think uh, the theatrics? Uh, I mean, why not? What, what's, the, what's the risk in believing? I, I haven't signed anything. My, I, 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 I'm a guy that likes the idea of magic. Yeah. I, I have a big bit of my act about this, about how I don't like magicians, but I like magic. Oh, yeah. We did a show together right. where we both did it. I love the idea that someone's pulled a quarter out of my ear. I, if you do that, I think you're a wizard. Like, I want to believe in things. Yeah. I'm, a very, I'm, a very, I'm, I'm not a particularly cynical person. Uh-huh. I have my moments. But I really like the idea of like I'd be like good. I hope someone comes and talks to me. I really hope this happens. I'm a, I'm a, like yeah. a real. I'm okay if it doesn't. I'd understand why because it's probably fake. But <laughs> I I'm happy for it to be like if somebody says I believe in ghosts. I'm like then you've seen a ghost and I haven't. And we, and, but I'm with you. Like right. why the fuck would I ruin that for you? I don't I, give a shit what you believe. Control, Greg. I, I think it's control. I don't want control. That's the thing oh, I don't want. I don't yeah. want control of other people's ideas because it, because I know. When you try and wrestle it from them, you, it doesn't work. Like my experience of having written a self-help book and having spent time trying to convince people of stuff that they didn't want to be convinced of is it's a fucking fool's game that a lot of self-help is just shamanistic and that why do I want to sp- – like if I write a book and you get something out of it, you did the fucking work. I did. Right. You did the work because you wanted help. Ugh. You wanted an answer. That's you looked so, for that's it. That's so interesting because it doesn't work when you give it to someone else. Right. But when you tell them or you or – they're, well, they're, it just doesn't work. So I, You have to knock on the door or you have to answer the door. Yeah. A lot of the uh, – you know, Jesus being one of them, that is a principle I think about all the time. If you ask me, if you say, Greg, I have a problem, I'm happy to answer right. the question. But people don't – yeah. But um, – but I'm happy to answer the question, but I don't want to be – that's why I didn't like having that talk show or something. I don't want to be out like Dr. Phil. I don't want to be telling people what's wrong with them. Right. 
it's not my place. Right. And also, I, I fuck up your experience. If, you, if your experience is taking you there, there's a wall you're supposed to bang into, hopefully, before you die. Right. And come back. And then that's your great fucking journey. So why would I take that from you? Yeah. And I don't want to be in that business. And that's what happened. I didn't really realize what I was getting myself into until I found out, like, oh, I don't like this at all. This isn't right. And people are looking to you for help because they're, not, they're afraid to stand on their own two feet. Yeah. And you kind of want to give them the permission to stand on their own two feet and then leave you. You want people to leave the so yeah, I feel like leave the want, nest. Yeah, I don't, I don't want a third Doctor Phil book. Didn't you tell me everything? Why am I doing this now? Why right. am I? In the, How many I, times can Joel Osteen write a book that's just like go get it, go you get know? it, <laughs> and then the next one is just like, did you get it? Because all of his people, <laughs> all, none of his people will make a move without him, and that's Absolutely. the sad thing. It's like it's same with Tony Robbins. Like Tony Robbins is a great. I think he's a. I think he's genuine. I yeah. think he's genuine. I, I agree. I like ninety percent of people can't live that self actualizing lifestyle every minute of the day. Right. He's he's made a living living that lifestyle right. so it's easy for him to, to self-perpetuate that, yep. and he's at a point to where he's got other things that can you know there's a guy that can help him with his self-perpetuation mm-hmm. there's an assistant and someone to take mm-hmm. the hard shit off the plate for him mm-hmm. so he can always be self-actualizing before he goes to play with his child mm-hmm. or whatever it is that they do however he's being in the moment yeah. it's actually funny that you say that because it's Tony when I, I'm one of those people that if I uh, try fucking cinnamon ice cream I, I'm going to tell everyone about cinnamon ice cream yeah, right? yeah, I, yeah. I'm just a, like a prophet or, not yeah, a prophet me too. but like a, you know what, what I mean I, I evangelize and so when yes. I yeah, yeah, read yeah, uh, Tony Robbins books and stuff next thing I know I'm like I know 10 people that are real fucked up <laughs> you know what I mean I'm like yeah. and I want to give it to them yeah. and uh, I did give somebody uh, in my family that book and no way no way did they read it of course not you the whole thing about uh, you need to be invested and involved you need to buy the book put the money down that's part of it it's spiritual it's, it's ritualistic I just took a meditation course to do it you have to pay them some money, and then they give you a mantra, and then they teach it to you, and it's super simple. Could you go online and Google it and just have someone be like, this is how you do transcendental meditation? Yes. Here's some mantras. Absolutely. It, that's not it. You got to go. You need a teacher. You yes. need to seek it out. It, it, that's part of it is, is going to a person and having it be special. Seeking is part of the whole thing. And, and like people would always say to me, you know, I gave your, you know, I, I gave my sister your book for Christmas, and she hated it. Well, of course she fucking yeah, did. Yeah, yes. On Christmas, you gave her a book that said he's just not that into you and you expected results? <laughs> the fuck were you thinking? People hate that shit. And they're like, when is she going to get it? Maybe never. And now she hates me. Yeah. And her boyfriend hates me. Already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's, it's part of the deal of like, I mean, I just didn't, I never thought about this stuff till now. And now I think if I knew it, I would maybe make a different choice because I, I don't like the idea. I love the idea of, of, of helping people. I feel like, like on our podcast, we get emails, and I'm sure you get them too. People fucking get something from your mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm. If you talk about anything of substance, someone's connecting. Someone somewhere. You haven't fucking told them shit. You're just talking about your own stuff. Right. Here's how I deal with my wife. Here's how I deal with my kids. Here's how I deal with my friendships. Oh, yeah. Here's how I deal with my career. Here's how I deal with my band. And then people get shit out of that, or they don't. But you didn't fucking... You weren't instructing anybody. Or advertising that, that you could. And they're fucking sitting in their car, and they got something from your podcast, and they're like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I heard that because they were seeking something out. Right. They, it wasn't a dialogue. But it's always by example. You know what I mean? Jesus didn't write the Gospels. No. The motherfuckers around him wrote the Gospel. That's you know right. what I mean? Like, right. They and were like, they this were, guy's they were, really they were like, nailing you it. They fucking sell these. I just said Jesus is nailing it. That's no good. It's not well, but in some <laughs> I places didn't, it I is. didn't mean it as a joke some either. Oh, Someone's going to tweet that back to you. <laughs> Jesus is totally nailing it. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Jesus, you're nailing it. Dude. Uh, that sucked. I didn't even mean it as a joke. But so Jesus was leading by example. Yep. All these people were leading by example. Buddha didn't write whatever the Buddha book is. You know, that's the one thing of, the, of, the, uh, of all the 12-step programs is like... You know, by, by attraction, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The problem I find with it sometimes is you get in there and then there's people who become, you know, this is how you got to do it. And I'm like, you know what, bro? I didn't do it your way and right. I got 16 years. So I right. think you're wrong. Right. I think I think and you have to find your way and mm-hmm. you should be in a room full of other people finding their way. Right. How are you finding your way? Yeah. How are you finding your way? Yeah. I just asked you a question. As soon as you start telling me how I have to be doing it. Yeah. I hate you and your group, and I have to leave. Yes, of you know? course. And shouldn't we be drawn to these people? That this is the idea. Well, you generally naturally are. I that think. was the weird. This is the weirdest paradox. In in, in Jesus, uh, if the gospels are to be trusted, was an, was a magnetic person. People were drawn to Jesus. You know what right. I'm saying? Like he would do a gig, a speaking gig, mm-hmm. and they would talk about how the crowd would get so big that you know he'd have to get in a boat. Sure, he was healing people and stuff, but he was also you know sp- speaking some truths and stuff. But then they were like, so I remember one time in church, they were like, that's how we're supposed to be like that. We're supposed to be salt and light. We're supposed to make things brighter right. and we're supposed to make things have more flavor. People are supposed to be drawn to Christians. And I was like, I tell people, this is when I was a kid, I tell people I'm a Christian and they want to like kick me out of the moving car. We're the worst. Right. Uh, can I tell you about my Lord? Fucking beat it. You're the worst. I hate you. I, well, I, b- where's the attraction? That's 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 always been true it's yep. always been true yes it's always been true uh, that 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 it's it, people see something they see a light in someone and they want something from them and that's generally when somebody is genuinely being like in earnest when i would tell people look this guy doesn't like you all i'm saying is like i like you i don't know you i don't have to fucking know you to like you by the way mm-hmm. there doesn't have to be like that's the other thing that we're, we're just supposed to love people. That's it. I just love you. I don't have to fucking like you. That's it. And mm-hmm. I do genuinely feel that way. I get, I get if I'm meeting you that, and I don't yeah. know a lot about your life and you know, blah, blah, I don't fucking care. You shouldn't be in a shitty relationship, period. Mm-hmm. Even if you're a fucking murderer, that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about your relationships. Right. I don't, you should be in a good relationship. Right. You should be with someone that treats you with respect. And, and that's from your family on down. I just know that as a human from my life experience and that's all I've tried to share. Right. That's it. It's super simple. Right. And it's not more complicated and it's not another book and it's not a fucking empire and it's not this other shit. It's just me saying, look, I, I'm in relationships with good people. That's how I try and do it. That's how I have had success in my life is by right. being around people that like me and the people that don't, hey, like we were talking about before, if a comedy club isn't so stoked to have me, I'm not going to go there. Right. I don't want to go. force myself on them. That isn't how it works. People think like, no, man, you got to fucking know. That isn't how it works. Yeah. You, you, it doesn't work that way. There has to be somebody that wants you there. Right. You're, follow, you're following the love. You follow that. That's it. You follow the love. Yeah. And, and you're having it, too. I like that you, you came at your book where you're like, I, I, that's such an interesting thought to me. And when I'm at my best, I feel that way. I can be like, I love everybody. You yeah. know what I mean? I can yeah. get into little moments of love. And I, that thought is like real. When I'm at Ozfest, I don't feel that way. <laughs> When I'm in a large group of people, I find humanity just disgusting. There was a guy in front of me at Radiohead that was dancing in such a way that I wanted to just fucking take him down. Uh, and every once in a while. Steven Seagal style. And that's the universe just going, how about him? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get ah, it. It's a test. Yes, it's a it's test. It's a test. It's all a test. All I had to do is slowly shimmy to his yeah. right, and we eventually changed places. Patton said this really interesting thing. <laughs> right? That's it. That's all you had to do. That's all, that was the lesson. He's that still dancing. I just can't see him anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing you know Oswald said something really interesting he said my whole career I kept thinking I was going to arrive somewhere and then I realized there's no arrival and I'm like no this thing's a board game it's like just when it get, gets good then you get on a back go back to space thing mm-hmm. and then it's just a game mm-hmm. and you just keep playing it and it never is the same and it's always changing but there are things that remain the same which is that you just try and fucking stay present yep. keep an open mind and just fucking not not decide what something is until you've experienced right. it yet yeah. you know that's that's 90% of Twitter fuck that and you're like really everything 
and and really does the, does the new does the Avengers movie make you that mad? Where mm-hmm. are you? Get outside. <laughs> <laughs> How let down can you be by Ridley Scott? It's Prometheus. So what? Fuck. How mad are you? Like, really? Well, that's just, that's, okay, okay. And there's a difference between a pithy, funny comment about something you're not enjoying, which I like to make, so I've included myself. But then also, the other point was, there's a guy who wasn't going to a Van Halen concert the other night, and I was. And he wanted to go, and I was. And he made the point after I made fun of it. And I wrote him back, I go, look, dude, I'm having some fun. Yes, I've been going since I'm since 1978. It's not a free ticket. I get it. Yeah, and I just fucking laid off. I'm yeah. like, you know what? There are people that follow me that are like, they're not going to go to Van Halen. They're not going to go with Patton. They're not going to go. Hang, like, they're not going to do this thing that I'm doing, which is a right. fucking privilege that I've gotten because of where I am in life and right. where I live, and that I'm in Los Angeles. Right. I should also fucking respect that too. Yeah. But there's just times where I read shit on Twitter, and I'm like, is that all your? That's it. <laughs> Just, just furious. Boiling with bubbling hate. Yeah. Yeah. Overflowing. Don't watch the Kardashians. It's a simple solution. <laughs> ah! Well, it's funny. I like what you're saying about life being like a board game. And, and, and there isn't. And I'm, I'm picturing one of those circular board games, like your Monopolies and stuff. There's no end. No. You know what I mean? No. You just keep going. That's why I think older, older people especially. But this one's got dice and cards and shit. And yeah. It, and just when you think it's good, you've got to go. Life. Or not life. Sorry yeah. is the best board game ever for life. You can fucking be crushing everybody yeah. and then suddenly be off your you can uh, fucking be gone. Like yeah. it never it never plays out the same way once. You can play with a 4-year-old who can destroy you. Like yes. it's amazing. And yeah. it is like that and I kept thinking, oh, this is what it's like. Like here's what the career is like. Right. I just can't And how many people around us seem like the 4-year-old that just keep popomaticing a 6 and yes. you're like, what the fuck is going on? here right that's a rigged papamatic bubble why is god like you <laughs> when it turns out god's just a die inside of a, a half bubble why is my four-year-old mark <laughs> Marin getting everything uh, oh that's that's the highlight of the fest that i didn't tell you oh no tell me so daddy goes up me and drives it home because i'm trying so hard uh, to be liked that yeah. and Marin made fun of me for that sure then later i watched yes. him and Marin sits down <laughs> he covers his fear hole like that, you know what I mean? He puts his arm over it. Yeah. It's, it's a guarded body language. Yeah, yeah. He's even guarding his face a little bit with the mic. And he straight up, he was doing good. Then he doesn't want to be doing good. He like resents them for liking him or something. I can't analyze it. But he started not doing good because he was talking about love and some relationship, something heavy. It yeah. wasn't really that funny. Right. And here's 2,000 people. And here's uh, the angry comedy dad sitting on a stool covering his fear hole. And, and he goes, you know what? Fuck you. To the audience of 2,000 people. Fuck you. And I'm, I'm like, any second he's going to go, I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Nope. Nope. He said, fuck you to 2,000 people and then just moved forward. And, and so I think he said, I don't want to talk about love with you people. You people. Oh, my God. And then five minutes later was doing very well. That's insane. Well, that's, I, I mean, that's... That's a, that, that was the highlight of the fest. That's amazing, right? Because it's a mark of a person who, who doesn't give a shit what the res- isn't in the results. Isn't but, so invested in the, Well, I mean, we, I know Mark, so I know he's invested in the results on some level. Certainly. But at the same time, he ha- here's the thing, and this is the beauty of the fucking podcast. Our whole podcast, listen, this sounds like we've been out a lot of different places. We're all talking about the same thing the entire time. We're talking about all the same stuff. Yes. His podcast has gotten to the point now where there's a Mark. There is a Mark Marin. There wasn't a Mark Marin. There was a. There, there was a point where Mark didn't know who he was and didn't yeah. understand why the things right. he was were doing weren't doing well, and he was angry. There's a Mark Marin that's there twice a week now that everybody understands. He and shows up, loves. Yes, 
And he can't let that guy not be on stage. And that guy talks about his girlfriend uncomfortably. And that guy, also, the joy of knowing Mark and hanging out with him and stuff is he... And joy is a bit... That's a big word. Ah, (laughs) He'll let love out. He'll say something complimentary to me. Mark talked to me for 20 minutes about how how to, like, uh, the, the, the principles of home ownership. Just something helpful. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know something and I'll tell you about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, it's just straight up being like, I don't like you. Your laugh is desperate. All this sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then what do I get? It's salty sweet. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's the product he's delivering. He's a Sour Patch Kid. I, I, he's always. <laughs> the first time, I, I've told this story many times, but the first time he met, the first time he, one of the first times he met me, he doesn't remember there were fucking three others before this, but the one that he recalls and the one I recall is when he walked up to me in front of the Holy City Zoo and I was. I'm not unlike you, you know. I'm just like a an up guy who's yeah easy exclamation to talk to. points in the text, right? And he he <laughs> walked up and said he walked up and said, "Ah, oh, you're that guy." <laughs> oh, no. And I'm sure I was wearing a Madras shirt, and oh. I was like, "Whatever." But my whole thing was like, "I don't look." I've never wanted to be Mark. I've always liked Mark. Like I've always liked guys like Mark. I've always yeah. thought like the thing I liked about Mark was, in my mind, the thing that I. I couldn't be. That's why I play ska music because it's also on the upbeat. Yes, <laughs> Mark is dark in a way that I could never be, and I always thought that's really rock and roll, and mm-hmm. I could never be that. But I always admired him for being that. Yes, I always admired David Cross for just being so punk that he didn't give a shit if you liked him or not, or that Janine would lay down on the stage. None of this even had to do with jokes. Right, it was li- simply the way they took the stage as compared to other people. Yeah, I always admired the rock and roll element I'm that drawn was to living it inside of them. That's what we're talking living. about. Living. Yes, my rock and roll element wants to wear a hat and again play on the upbeat. Like, yeah, enjoy, enjoy, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I'm just like that. Yeah. So, I always liked those guys, but also I never took Mark that seriously. Like he'd be mean to me, and be like, I don't have to live in your skin. I'm like, fucking yeah, whatever. You can not like me. It doesn't. That doesn't matter to me. I enjoy your comedy, right? And I don't need you to like me because it's weird where you are. We are now friends. He's been incredible <laughs> to me. Incredible to Dave and I. He's been incredible to our podcast. He does my shows. He yes. hasn't changed a bit since he's gone from. I saw him in a parking lot, wondering if he was going to continue doing stand up, and now he's become this sort of. He just interviewed Jack White. Like he's starting to transition into this. Whole, he did Jack White. Just, just Jack White. And I wrote him. I saw it, and at first I was fucking furious because why him? And then I wrote him and said, "Good goddamn congratulations! Like shut the front door, motherfucker. You have gone to the next level." Because I'm that happy yeah. for him about it. I just. I want to be in a room with Jack White for no other reason than to just lay my head in his lap and ask him how. Oh, God. How? How do you do it? Right? God. It's exciting, though. It's exciting that you have something that you care about. I'm just so turned on by people that are turned on. (laughs) I just really enjoyed being in a room with somebody. You're like, you look like Christmas lights talking about Jack White. (laughs) Just, I felt like there should be presents on your seat. Well, there's certain things. I think there's certain things where you sort of see like, I feel like other people are a fucking blinking light. Like, go in this direction. Not, Not at Jack White. Yeah. Just take the lesson. Yeah. Take the lesson from the things that you like. They've, they're bright for a reason. Right. They're telling you something. That's why other things aren't. That's why Sonic Youth doesn't connect with you in the same way. You understand it, right. but it's not that blinking light that's always in your head. There's some reason that the, the Clash has stayed with you forever and not right. these other bands. Right. There, are the, there are reasons certain comics – I still think about Bill Cosby to this day. Yes. People, you know what I mean? Like There's certain comics where I'm like – uh, you, 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 that stuff is all a message to like this is these are these are your, connecting paint with this right 
paint with this. You're one, you're one side of Velcro, and they're, for some reason, the other side. And, That's it. And it feels so good. And you're supposed to. I do feel like it's all a fucking game. Like, what were you supposed to get out of going, oh, okay, this is what I get from this square. Right. This is what I take from this part of the game. Right. Ugh. Take and it. I think I, they're and offering it to you. The more I learn, the more I think you're just supposed to go. The seat you're in is the best seat. Right. But Jack White went to a place where he went to Blues. They're like, take it. Take this. Yeah. Yes, that's why you like this. You're yeah. not here just to spend. You're not here to watch. Yeah. You're here to create. Take yeah. this fucking thing and then leave. Yeah. Oh, right? God. You take it, you fucking put it in a bag and you leave. <laughs> that's what you do. And then you mint, then you fucking make some and you fucking make bank. Oh, and then you yeah. make all your roadies wear hats. They're uh, fucking, he did? Yeah, they all wear his unit. They all dress in uh, bowlers and black outfits. They're roadies. All of his roadies dress in bowlers and black suits. Oh, the guys cool. that come out and plug this shit in. Cool. The guy that for any other band is just in a fucking Megadeth t-shirt and a and a bad way of life. Yeah. Showmanship. Showmanship. Oh, dude. that's so great. See, the, okay, the, me liking you knowing what you like and the artist knowing what he likes. I think those things are, are linked. The idea that Jack White knows what he likes. Sorry to, again to bring up Steve Jobs, but these are guys that are like, no, this isn't it. Like ins- insolent children. You have to be able to say that. You have to be able to say, no, this isn't it. You Look. have to wear a bowler hat. But I want to shut up, Trey. Well, here's the thing. You, here's the thing. <laughs> By the way, here's the thing, bowler hat. Yes, part of you looks like you've joined a cult, and in some level you have. <laughs> on another level, when you walk out on my stage, people will respect you. Right. You, we all wear outfits. It's not like you're wearing a suit and I'm going out in a Goo Goo Dolls t-shirt, which would confuse the fuck out of everybody. In fact, I want to see Jack White I in a Goo Goo too. Dolls t-shirt. I do, too. Yeah. From uh, a boy named Goo. So... <laughs> if you... Baby's black balloon right? makes you fly. And that's Sorry. it. <laughs> but he knows what he wants. He has strong preference that again me just liking you having strong preferences i sometimes hate my own lack of preferences and i talk about this on the show a lot i'd like to hear your thoughts on that i just think i just think you're always refining them it takes a while to arrive at the things that you like it happens a little bit with age it happens a little bit with you know just sort of like you start to like i think sometimes it's the hardest thing is like your head is exactly like a closet. What can I clear myself of? What can I let go of that I don't need anymore? Uh, like there what? You go. Here's some bands I don't need. Here's some friends I don't need. Oh. Here's some ways of thinking I don't need. This is the juice. I don't have to. I just because uh, Patton's doing sets there doesn't mean I have to be doing sets there. Mm-hmm. Maybe my career is different. Just because Pete's doing this doesn't mean you know I can't. Right. I can't spend all weekend going. Well, Nick Thune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's enough. But Nick Thune, right in my head, yeah. I can't because it's like it's well, real estate. He's got his. He's you're all, giving up power to hate and to loathe, and to, it's like you're saying, it's like, what are you making? Right, and what doors are opening? You know, I I went and I uh, I, I hosted uh, I hosted and did two solo shows. I hosted the gala for the festivals in New Zealand this year. Mm-hmm. No, nobody else was doing it. I got invited. Mm-hmm. Why isn't that as good as anything else, anybody right. else got? I'm right. sure there are people that are like, well, why, why can't fucking Greg Barron? I guarantee you, half the comics in New Zealand were like, fuck me, right? But you just get what you get, and then right. how do you make, turn that? And also, those are the doors. So what's going on there? Well, we Why need to we... learn how to validate ourselves a little bit better. That's that's what I'm working for. I hear what you're saying, and I'd like to say I'm a big enough person to be like, oh, I go to Bonru and uh, whatever, and I don't really care. No, I care. It matters. I sleep better going. I was with the group. Right. You know what I mean? But see, you're, and that, that, that's the other place that you where we're also different in that. Like, I don't have a group anymore per se. I well, I do. It's right. my wife, my two kids. Yeah. And my handful of friends, like right. it, 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 and it generally sound it is like that because all of my buddies, yeah, Dave and Pat and like that, well, everyone's spread out and doing other things. But but I was in a group, right? 
you know and your group tight wrote, yeah tight yeah. i mean fuck we didn't do anything not together i mean all 35 of us would go to a movie when i moved down here and it was that beginning of whatever the largo slash yeah uncabaret slash alternative scene was we just didn't fucking you didn't not check in with everybody all the time and so if people went places you were devastated the first bumper shoot that i didn't get invited to or the first thing that i got invited to yeah. tompkins didn't get invited to or who was going up at largo like that shit mattered after a while you realized oh he's gonna become jack black and david's gonna have mr show and paul you know what i mean like everyone's right. gonna go and they're gonna they have other things they're gonna do yeah i'm gonna write some fucking weird like everyone's gonna go on this weird right i ended up at sex in the city like people right. got picked up and start going these other directions, and nobody... And it breaks up the band, man. Kind of, but also, <laughs> also everyone has to jettison into their real life. Yeah. Everyone has to go to... Now, I'm too old to go hang out at a festival all weekend long, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Not that I wouldn't go or wouldn't enjoy it, but right. I also am like, I, I have a whole other set of priorities. And you've done it. You, you've re, you reorganized your closet. Well, and also, also, you start to want and need other things. You just want to do other things. You right. So, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're stoked to be able... Look, most of us are at that point where, like, what's the last big fucking money grab so I can then just stay home? Right. You know, I, that's my other thing about going to the comedy clubs. It's just not worth it. Me. Like, I don't want to die on a plane to a club that didn't want me while my it. kids are at home. Yeah. I just don't. They just nobody would be happy. I right. I would do. I would die on the way to a walk in the room podcast right. live event because that shit matters to me. It matters to them. Hopefully, on the I know w- on the other end there are people that need it. Right, and hopefully it's on the way back. Yeah, it's the way back. We did the show. <laughs> we did the show. It was good. It was recorded. People loved it. Dave was a little off his game, but he was cranky. But he's alive. He so was on a later funny. flight. He's so goddamn funny. <laughs> well, Greg, I need help. Uh, help me. Not with self-helpy nonsense, but let's. I wanted to talk to you very much about love and all that. It comes up every show. It's not that. It's like these are the things that I'm interested in. Right. So I'm not just trying to exploit your uh, your 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 books and all that sort of stuff. But one of the bits is a starting point that I wanted to start with when I saw you. A starting point I wanted to start with when I saw you in Jersey when we worked together at the uh, stress factory. at the stress factory. You had a bit that that has haunted me in a good way. It's like a song that stays in my brain. You talk about. Uh, and this comes up a lot, so I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it or what we can figure out together because I don't want to put you on the spot. The idea that you can get when you're a man like me governing his own life mm-hmm. like I am, completely governless, just right. just me. Right. <laughs> I want to eat that cheesecake yeah. and I eat it. Yeah. And I want to watch TV all day and not talk to anyone and I do it. I, or I want to go to Bonnaroo. I I ran that by no one. Right. And I stayed there for like a week. That's awesome. You know where I go tomorrow? Chicago. For how long? A week. Who'd I run that by? Nobody. It's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just a man who's figured out what he needs. I know how much sleep I need. I know how much friendship I need. Yeah. I know how many movies I need. I know how many podcasts I need. I know how many shows I need. And I give themselves, give all of that to me in real time. I go, I need this, and then I get it. I can't yeah. get everything that I need all the time, but for the most part, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Then your bit basically sets up that man, and then you say, and eventually someone will come along and fuck it up with their love. <laughs> and that line, if that's not genius on a free podcast, I don't know what it is. That's a, it's, a genius, free podcast. it's a genius line, and I think of it all the time. Let me, let me buffer that with this. I am aware of a lack in my life. I know love is better. 
Look at my stupid open right. face. I'm on the side of love. I'm rooting for relationships. I love babies and weddings and fucking the same person right. and all that sort of stuff. I'm fine with that. Sure. I like that. Yeah. And there's a part of me that yearns and misses that, especially as a divorced person. I, I know what it's like yeah. to be in a unit and be like, I feel married. And I, I even though it was kind of a play marriage. Anyway. I, I'd love to talk to you about that, that idea that someone comes and fucks it up with your, with your love. Because that's what, that's what kids seem to be. That's what marriages seem to be. You go from governing yourself and meeting your own needs in kind of a shallow way to a deeper, more inconvenient life. Well, there's two ways to look at that. <laughs> and it's so funny. Look, here's the thing. There's two ways to look at fuck it up. Like a lot of times people look, use the phrase fuck it up and they're like, I'm going to fuck up a pizza. Like a good experience. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's wreck it. Most yeah. times it's wreck it. Yeah. The, the the thing about it is, is that when this is my my personal belief. First off, how old are you? I'm 33. Yeah, so God someone asked it. me the other day, and I went, "I'm 28," and then I went, "No, I'm not." But here's the thing. <laughs> so I got, I think I got sober at 33, married at 35, first kid at 38. So I, but I, when I got sober, and when I, but also when I also became a person who was in show business for a living, as you are, mm-hmm. I didn't want shit. Mm-hmm. I wanted to fucking. Decide when I was going to eat a box of cereal. Decide when I was going to sleep. Decide when I was going to drink. Decide who I was going to have sex with. Like, decide where I was going to go. Check in with no one. Like, that's just a thing you have to do, and you have to do that till it's done. And right. there's no, there's nothing wrong with protecting it. Going, you know what? I don't have open space. If you want to fuck, if you want to be my friend, blah blah blah. This is how I'm doing my thing. What will ha- what 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 happened to me? I yes. can only speak for me. Is no, please tell somebody me. else. Somebody came into my life where I was like, I don't need any of that shit. Where are you going? Oh, God. and they were almost like, don't fuck up your shit for me. <laughs> like, so that was it. It just the person actually was the thing that fucked it up and made me go, oh, I don't. No, no, I don't need to go to Largo tonight. What are you doing? Like, I don't. <laughs> no, I won't miss them. They'll be fine. I've, I've done that. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. I want to do fuck what is this all about yeah and i think it's a person i think it's when you connect with somebody where you're like oh, okay this is the thing you know and then it's that's obviously turned out to be true because we have children and are married but right but it wasn't how did you meet uh we actually met uh it's long but she came to a party originally at my house uh that i, I cross and i lived together and we had a big party one afternoon and uh, it was a, a labor day and um uh, or memorial day and uh, uh she came with a group of she came with my ex-girlfriend at the time it was janine garofalo and oh, vince vaughn and I thought she was Vince Vaughn's girlfriend. Uh, hey, hey, buddy. Uh, quit looking at my uh, girlfriend, huh? Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> Just thought I'd give it a try. Never that's tried like, a Vince before. It was, okay. it was close. It was okay. It was not bad. Um, hey, uh, Baron. Uh, <laughs> now all I want to do is that. Please keep doing the he story. He was... Uh, <laughs> anyway, I thought, I thought... Anyway, long story short. She wasn't his girlfriend. We we just said hi, but I ran into her at Bumbershoot. Wait, she was Vince Vaughn's... No, she oh. was Vince... She was, just, she was friends with Vince and Janine. Uh-huh. Because she used to date Vince's best friend. And they were all at the party together, and everyone was really – they were all really drunk. I was maybe like six months sober, newly sober. And so I just said hi to her. I thought she was fucking hot. That was the end of it. Then I ran into her at Bumbershoot. She was up there trying to sign the band Sunny Day Real Estate. I said, you were at a party of mine. She goes, I don't remember. I said, oh, yeah, my name's Greg, blah, blah, blah. We went back and forth. I never saw her again. Then I ran into her getting my hair cut. No. And you know how I do. That shit don't just turn blonde on its own. So I was in foils. (laughs) <laughs> she was in foils <laughs> we had a nice connection I said uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt was on the cover of Maxim because she just released an album and I, the first thing I said to her was I go you know that album's going to be this shit 
And she said, oh, it's going to be fucking fantastic. <laughs> and then we just connected. We didn't stop talking since. And that was it. And then, you know. But then three I said, times you meet. Well, I, this third time, I, what I said to her was, I said, we met before. She goes, I remember. I go, you need to remember me. So anyway, Tompkins and I were hosting a show at Largo that night. And she came. And so then we just sort of connected. But I was dating other people at the time. So it took a while. It didn't just happen. Right. Um, because I was very protective of my, I had my own fucking bachelor pad, dude. I had the most fucking tricked out apartment over on Cherokee. Because I, I got really into it. Like, I decided, because at one point I thought, maybe I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. I'm going to have, like, I'm going to go full Don Draper with this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I had really fucking nice furniture. And, like, like if you hmm. came to my house, it was like a bed and breakfast. Like, you would have a nice day, you'd have good coffee, and then you would leave. You'd just feel something on your feet, and it's your panties. How about that? <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> That's how nice your apartment is. Fantastic. Why are my feet slightly warmer? Oh. Yeah. Hello. They just came off. <laughs> Welcome. So you thought, okay, this is interesting. You're so like, thought, I'm going to own I'm going to live my life as though I'm just going to be alone for the rest of my life. I'm going to learn how to take care of myself. I'm going to make good coffee for myself. I'm going to make good food for myself. I'm going to have myself set up in a way that when I come home, it's like I'm fucking in a hotel. That's yeah. how nice my place is and shit's organized yeah. and my bed is fucking huge. Yep. And there's, you know, it's just like this, I was just re- awesome. And then Amira came along and that's why she fucked it up. Yeah. But don't you, you're not, you are helping me. And this is the happiest message I could receive because I, I, I think me and America, I don't want to speak for too large of a group, but I think me and America yeah. are waiting for that. Well, here's the thing. I think what you, the part where, I, where you're wrong is that you're like, I know I want this and I know I want that. But you, what you're saying is I don't really want that. I want what I have. And shouldn't, can I be comfortable with that? And the answer is yes. And the day will come where it will change or it won't. Right. And well, you're saying here I am. I, I'm look, living my life, look, and you're George fine with Clooney it. George Clooney loves it the way it is, and he's kept it the way it is because he loves it the way it is. Right. He likes his fucking life. Right. That's it. He right. doesn't need to have kids. He's got lots of family with kids. He doesn't want that. He doesn't have. You don't have to have that desire. I think there's this weird kind of miscommunication that a married people think you should be married and have kids, which I don't fucking think at all. Anyway, I don't think anyone should have kids. I don't think anyone should be married that doesn't want to be because that's a disaster. And I've right. seen the bad end of that. And I also think there are people think that we think that and we don't. And I also think that there are people who feel like they have to do that. And yes. Like, I don't think you do. I feel like uh, – and God, I'm very careful. I don't want to sound pretentious here. But when I travel and I go into smaller towns and stuff and I see these uh, 22, 23-year-old kids and they're married and they got kids already. And I'll, I'll point – I notice that I'm this stupid city slicker and I'm like, what the fuck with Mark Marin is happening? here and people are like that's old for this neighborhood that's old but here's the thing when you go to those towns it's like this when you're in those towns there's one ride and when you go to los angeles or new york or chicago or any of these or big urban centers there's so many fucking rides you haven't even gone on yet yeah and when you feel it here you yeah. feel like fuck wait i can't stop there's all this shit here to do right. look at it right it's everywhere right. there's so much especially if you're a creative person there's so much i have to do but if you live in a town with one ride and we've all done it, <laughs> and that's not an insult. Then you married Julie. So, so then you go, this is what it is. You can't know what you don't know, and you can't have an experience. So it's not it's not. That but when, when we talk about people who are like, you're supposed to get married, you're supposed to have kids, I feel like there's a large portion of the country that feels that way. And a large, a large part of it is religion. I know this because I did it. Well, I mean, that I can't speak to because I grew up without religion, so I don't know. Okay. I grew up, you know, um, completely, you know, free of, religion of, free. of, of that. And my parents were my, – my, my mom was like, you just need to see if you can fucking make a living. Like, don't even worry. My mom was always about, don't put a girl on your plate. 
Is that right? Yeah, but I wanted a girl in my place since I'm three. Ha. Like I, lo- I, I also was in love with the idea of being in love with the, and I, the idea of having kids and like I, like I wanted that since I wanted the wedding. Like I wanted right. that shit. I wanted a fucking mate for life. Right. Very romantic. I like that idea. Right. Um. But then I also did me some fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know. But you also whatever. got some fucking in there. Yeah, because then I got into show business and I was like, oh. Okay, hang on. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I was lucky. I had success in a world where there was, you know, I realized as soon as I got in the theater department in in, in college, like, oh, this is where the girls are. Uh-huh. This is where the girls are for me. Right. This is the girls that want to make out with other girls. This hmm. is the best place in the world. Like, you don't have to go to some <laughs> fucked up bar to make that happen when you just get in the theater department. Now, they may not be your jam otherwise, because uh. you also have to listen to them do a monologue. But the point is... <laughs> The point is, they don't need to be. They don't need to be knee deep in fucking mangoritas. Right. They just need a good scene to work on, right. and they'll fuck in front of you, and then you get to, like it was just yeah. the, at the University of Oregon. It was just the best secret thing ever. Like a straight guy in the theater department, and that's been my whole life. The straight guy fucking sex in the city. Like I just was like, yeah. go to where those places are. Yeah. You're but that's re- always been my thing. I also always love being around women. Always. Yeah, me too. Like what dudes would be like, dude, let's wrestle. I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> I remember being really young and being out in the field with some dudes and shooting BB guns at each other and going, there are no girls here. Yeah. Like, I hate this. I don't want to recreate Apocalypse Now. That's how I feel. When I was just at Bonnaroo, I fucking gravitated immediately. Ricky Lindholm was there. Katie was there. Yeah. It was just the fucking best. Yeah. I just find the girls. Find the girls. And it's not, girls? it's not even, it's not, it's not just uh, sexual at all, in fact. I, I would say uh, it doesn't have to be sexual. It's, it can be, and that's great. But, I'm, but at Bonnaroo, it wasn't. Once it's, a, it's, it's even when it's not sexual. It's that destination of like women are just fucking. They just smell good, and yeah. they are good, and they, oh, just, and they look fucking, good. They're just their shit is awesome. They're and also, great. Also, you get to go be a dude around women. Like yeah. that is a privilege. Like it's just I don't know. It's a weird thing where I've like I'm old. My dad. I always tell the story when I was a little kid. I was walking through a department store with my father. We were, I was probably seven. It was Christmas. My dad was a cla- my, still is a classy motherfucker, but we were in the we were in the makeup area, and there are all these women. And this one woman walked by and smiled at him, and he looked down, saw me clock it, looked down at me, and he said, "This is where you want to be," meaning around women. Yeah, you want to be around women, bro. The rest of it is horseshit. <laughs> and my dad was a big football fan. Like my dad was yeah. a jock, but he was like, "This that's, that shit is just fucking time how you spend your time before there are more women." Yeah. And women love my dad. I'm like, "That is the fucking thing." Yeah. Well, there's something just fucking magical about women. I, I I'm not I, it's weird. It's just that's the... No, their bedrooms and their thoughts and their things and their smells and their they right. got all their shit. They like, can when also you, When you're walking through a fucking like you go through Bloomingdale's and you just breeze through the top and the women's and go down to the men so that you yeah. can fucking just be um, around it. <laughs> All of it. It fucking smells good. What I would tell Ricky, uh, I would go, uh, everyone was going to like see some band and I was like, or we could just stay and dish like girls and that's what we did. And I'm doing it a little bit differently than you. It sounds like you're being a man. I'm being kind of like a girl. I want to talk about their relationship in depth. Oh, dude, I did that. You Lay know in the I bed mean? and look at magazines. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> you're like, with the women. Yeah. You're still winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what the, like, I was always like, I don't know what the appeal of being with nine guys somewhere I is. I don't get it either. After a while. I don't mind. I have a couple, like, I probably also because I had two best friends that I grew up with that I'm still best friends with so I had my, I kind of had my crew early on and I'm like I don't need the love of all dudes yeah you know I just I got my two buddies we've been best friends forever we'll be best friends forever yep. that's the way it's gonna be yep. so and those guys were both obsessed with women so that was all we did yeah 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 
Oh, that's so great. I, I, I Like, if I developed something and was putting together a writing staff, I would try and make it mostly women. There's just something about making them laugh, having them make me laugh. It's beautiful. Dude, the Sex and the City thing was amazing because I would go in. I'm the only straight guy. It was all girls. They all trusted my opinion because of my experiences, and it was the same thing. Yeah. And also, I also love – I was just telling Dave about this on the podcast. I went and saw Jack White's band. It happened to be the all-girl band. Perfect. The fucking – there's such a, there's, there's just something – such a turn-on about, like, the, the drummer – just a fucking strong woman, like yeah. a woman that just like she decided to drum in the face of fucking hmm. drum. She said, "I'm gonna drum, asshole." In the Go face fuck of yourself. fucking drums, and she fucking hits them hard like a motherfucker. And she, yeah. the girl that drums, Carla Azar, that drums for the Jack Whites, uh, uh, the the Peacocks, is the Buzzers and the Peacocks. She's in the Peacocks. That to me is such a fucking turn on. And like I would have been obsessed mm-hmm. with her if I was mm-hmm. single. I'd be like, I got it. That's the girl I want. The girl that doesn't want me at all because she's playing the drums. Yeah. What does she? I need always love you the girl. For? That's why I like my wife. She was a fucking record executive. Yeah. She fucking was an executive. She made big decisions. She had shit to do. She had airplanes to get on. I was like, that is so fucking hot. Yeah. I'm going to an open mic <laughs> in Silver Lake. <laughs> Before Silver Lake is going to be cool. <laughs> it's not cool yet, you right. said at the time. It's not cool yet. You it's knew still it was a bummer. Be, you knew it was going to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's got to be cool. I, I, this has come up before. I'd love to hear you. The, the idea that women are where we all came out of, too. There's something like that's the bus we all took to get here. That's not, I think that's what I mean when it's like magical. You know, it's like dudes are uh, – Bo Burnham put it perfectly. It's funny that we make uh, jizz and they make people. You know what I mean? So right. I like hanging out with these with these things. I'd also like to represent the idea that women – I guess the appeal of being with a bunch of dudes is you are up to your uh, forehead in reason and rationality. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, stri- we're getting like, I'm hungry. I eat sandwich. You know what right. I mean? There's a lot of that. Look, there's something very comforting <laughs> about just hanging out with a bunch of bros every once in a while. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I, my buddies all – we all do this fucking fake thing because I think we're just supposed to ritualistically get together and go camping. <laughs> so there's seven of us and we go every year. <laughs> You say and, with disdain, and then and we go every year, yeah, we go every year. <laughs> we, because we're no, because, supposed because to. Because by because by the by the third day, you're like, I gotta go see my wife. Like you just are like, it's it's enough. And mm-hmm. but but to be fair, and the thing I'm not acknowledging is, I was on sports teams always, and then when I was on sports teams, I was in bands, and for the most part, and still, I'm in a band. There's dudes in the band, and now I'm in an all dude band. Mm-hmm. So I also have a built in ritual. Mm-hmm. Based around things I like with guys, so I'm all I'm in that I'm in a a, a place with dudes, so I don't need mm-hmm. that other the sporting event the other thing because you're have getting it somewhere and in work right like I love being around other comics regardless of sex I just like being around comics me too which that's is weird where, that's I don't where like I get... watching comedy right my favorite thing when I'm in a comedy club that I will miss is the Let's all go eat afterwards. Yeah. Me that's, that's and the opener and the feature, and why fucking we got, hang yeah. out together. Precisely. Talk about our weird lives. Yeah. Here, here's uh, this wouldn't be the show if I didn't ask you about this. When you said when you when you did the man in your little act out, not really an act out, but just quoting yourself, I got to go see my wife. There's something when you said that for me, I was like that comfort, and it, we always go to this place. That kind of idea of like a maternal, soothing woman presence in the man boy's life, the adult male, you yeah. being a child. And your wife being this strong, powerful, motherly woman figure that took over for your mother well, that soothes you. Uh, here's the thing. My mother was not motherly. My wife is not motherly. So oh, my, okay. my mother was not – my mom was very not um, – yeah. she was thoughtful. Yes. Um, generous. Uh, angry. Alcoholic. Hmm. Um, funny as fuck. Not super warm. Interesting. Not cuddly. And my wife is – I mean she can be. 
but she's more like a bro. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you know? But you're not, uh, she's not celebrating everything you say and do and, and petting you on the head. No, dude, I got to fucking earn it. But also, like I don't cat. have to, but I also don't have to jump through hoops. There's no, Valentine's is not a thing. Oh. Like, there's none of that. She doesn't, she doesn't. She doesn't buy into that bullshit, uh-huh. and, I, and I hate to call it bullshit because for some people it's a really nice thing. But she's like, I just don't, don't. It's not. It's fake. Like, well, can we? Can, here's yeah. my thing. My favorite thing. Like, she goes, the thing that turns me on is when you spend time you with the kids mm-hmm. and fucking just doing shit around the house. Like, just pick your shit. Like, just you making sure there's no dishes in the. I will fuck you in the kitchen if you make sure <laughs> that there are no dishes sitting in there when I get home yeah. or whatever. Like, it's just simple things. She just does not require. Some of those things. Yeah. That's a plus and a minus. Sometimes you want that. You I, know? Can we say that Valentine's Day is t- like uh, to spirituality or like what, like seeking truth, beautiful, like uh, uh, like uh, going to India and really like looking like I, you don't know. It doesn't have to be India, but like real spirituality is to like kind of uh, Easter and Christmas uh, religion, just like homogenized, yes. pasteurized, boring, dead religion is uh, romance to Valentine's Day. It's just like there because we're like, we think there's supposed to be something here and let's act romantic for one day. I feel like it's, I feel like all of it's, I feel like that's what they all are. I feel like Christmas and those holidays are a, well, fuck, why don't we, look. Why don't we love each other all year and why don't we give each other gifts all year? Why are you just holly jolly to me in one month, you asshole? But if we've anchored it, at least we're saying, we're trying to say it's good to get a, together with your family and it's good to see each other and it's good to take a couple of days off. Yep. It's good to buck and, and celebrate somebody, get them something. I agree. The, some of the premises at work in those holidays are beautiful. I like them very much. I think that I love. Well, some of the premises of, of, of religion are, are beautiful. Too. Fantastic. But then, then, then what? Because they become suddenly, co- I'm in CVS buying a Russell Stover's heart because I'm an asshole. And I well, forgot. that was that, that, <laughs> I, I, the, I, the, I, because love is not something you can manufacture. You like, Friendship seems to be more of at foot during the holidays. Yeah. Family and friendship. Yes. As opposed to love, which then becomes a requirement people feel like they're missing out on. You know what I mean? Everybody, pretty much everybody has a friend and pretty much everyone has a family of some kind. Mm-hmm. And they can choose to decide to be with it. Love is not something you can conjure and it makes people feel left out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's also just an excuse for people to act fucking horribly. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it's, it's the most insidious of all the holidays. Valentine's Day. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're all ridiculous. The it's, celebration of our independence is ridiculous because we fucking also ruined a lot of lives when we – like a lot of this stuff is like, oh, my God. Right. All, I, you know. But Val- you saying Valentine's Day is not a thing for you – okay, my, it's not a thing for my parents either. And that's kind of in a like who gives a shit way. I also kind of would love it to just be like – I, I never really like Valentine's Day because it's like, why go out on the night? Oh, this is the least romantic thing, I guess. I the only thing that's good for me is I used to work a lot on Valentine's Day. I'm a, I'm a big get on Valentine's Day. What do you mean? Like, give the fucking the relationship book guys doing a stand-up oh, show? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Of which, course. Uh, I, which is like one of those things that you don't look at the premise quickly enough, it makes sense, and then you go, wait, that's the guy that breaks people up. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I love doing that, too. I love talking and kind of coaching people and being like, look, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but tell me about how your relationship is sucks. I, I, I feel like I have a sixth sense for being like, it's over. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's something kind of pleasant about it. People, especially me, need to be told it's over. And people are crying out all the time. Please, someone tell me this is over. Please tell me that I need to get but out what of they're, this. What they're, what they, they're saying that, but what they're really trying to do is get the fucking voice in their head to chime in and go, yeah, right. we're done. 
I, that, that it's the last, it's the voice, it's the voice inside them that won't let them. I'm going to run it by you, and then you'll tell me. And I'll go, oh, okay, so he's yeah, on that yeah, side. Yeah. I got my list, but I can't get the fucking one guy inside to go, hey, yeah, we're done. Let's get out of this. I know that guy. I, I stayed in a relationship way too long, as I, as I tend to. I know that it's over halfway through. This think, is embarrassing. Well, I think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people do that, and I'd like to. And one of the reasons I like talking about that on shows is I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. I'm just not going to do that anymore. I'm throwing my hat over the wall. I don't do that anymore. But I, I have done that in the past. And that guy, that voice of you need, you know you need to get out of this, he becomes like Matt Damon in, uh, what is that horrible movie? Uh, the, the golf one, Will, Will Smith. Oh, Legend I love of that movie. Okay, I love that movie too, but I, I don't know if it's considered. Good messages in it, bad movie. Okay, great. Some incredible messages in that movie. So you know when they go to Matt Damon and he's playing cards and he's shit-faced? Yes. Okay, that's what that Terrible voice. Scene. Yeah, I know. That's what that voice, well, there's the first kind of drunk. Okay, right, so there's yeah. that Matt Damon character, but it's me, and he's drunk and he's surly, and he's just sitting in my brain getting drunk because he has to. Yeah. Because he can't grab the steering wheel. That's right. He keeps trying to tell me. What else? Like every time that relationship would go to some horrible fucking place where the girl's yelling at me, or some right. holiday is ruined, some birthday yes. is ruined, or I feel like I'm on fucking fire inside because I can't please this person, and I had alcoholic parents, and that's all I want to do is soothe. Yes. So I have this girl yelling at me, or f- whatever the fuck she's freaking out about, and I I feel like a little boy and a baby and an idiot, but I stay because of whatever. That guy is inside going, what, what do you expect? This is what you did. You, you went to this restaurant and they served you a plate of shit again. I've been telling you to get out. <laughs> and then one day that guy is sober and he's fucking Jason Bourne now. <laughs> and, and, right. he, and he says, we're going to out. He puts a silenced bullet through the relationship's head. And I go to Prague. <laughs> Let's grab some of our passports and get out of here. A, that's a beautiful explanation of it, and I think everyone is guilty of going through that. And it's very difficult because the conflict it takes to get out of relationships is difficult, especially with somebody who you feel like you have no power with because you've given them all your power. Yeah. So you can't say I don't like this anymore. Mm-hmm. I literally was in a relationship one day with someone. Who I go, you know, my parents didn't act like this. I'm not going to act like this. We're done. Like I, we don't. I don't know what this shouting is. You just yeah. threw something at me. Like yeah. I don't know what fucking play you're in. Right. <laughs> Is it fucking Tennessee Williams? What the fuck is happening? What play are you in right now? What are you doing? That idea of giving up your power is huge. It's huge. And we do it all the time. We do it to other people. We do it to, the, you know, there are comics that are bullies. There are, there are uh, uh, you know, there are all kinds of people that just bully you into shit where you're like, I, I got to get out of this. Yeah. Why am I being bullied by this yeah. person? You That's know? one of the great gifts my therapist gave me. And I don't care if I've said this on the show before. I just, I'll say this to myself every day. My girlfriend, uh, this one particular girlfriend, would be f- losing her mind at me. And then I remember I told my therapist about it the next day. And I was like, yeah, she yelled at me for like 45 minutes. And he was like, why didn't you just leave? And I was like, you can do that? Oh, my God. <laughs> he was, and he goes, you're a grown man. You can go to the Four Seasons and eat a steak. <laughs> it's so true. Go eat a steak, you fucking loser. <laughs> you're going to sit there and take it? Well, the other thing. <laughs> I mean, like, I'll hear them ever, out, but no, we but, had the but, same but, but, points I mean, coming that, at me. Uh, that's, first off, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's so perfect. <laughs> and again, And again, it's always the advice that's just so blatantly, yeah. stu- you know, just so obvious. Yes. But the other part of that is how, when you explain back to the person, like not only, not only do you have the right to walk out, you also have the grounds in which to say to them, look at how you're behaving. Yeah. Is this how you hoped it would be? Yeah. Why would you want, to, why would yeah. you, the yeller, yeah. 
Yeah. You that threw the pain. Why are you protecting this? Is this your best behavior? Yeah. Why are you in this? Right. Like what? What have this... I done to you? I've I... turned you into a yelling person. Right. And how is this? How does this get good? Like this yeah. is this is a terrible precedent that we can't go back from. Right. And I don't know how this gets better. Like there are things you can work on in a relationship, but when it's at this level, and we all know the difference. Yeah. Between oh, we're up against like some feelings of boredom, and she just threw the cat. <laughs> Let's get out. Yeah. Let's get out. And so, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where you just have to honor that voice in your head How? and you just have to listen to it and go, look, I'm not doing you any favors. Anyway, look, my craziest relationship with the craziest woman I've ever met, and I talk about it on stage, a goldfish story. I told it as my very first letterman. I'm not going to go into the whole story here. It's too long. But the point is, she was insane. I was insane when I was with her. She was more insane. I got out of the relationship. She's married. She lives in Colorado. She lives with a doctor. She has kids. She's normal Mm because she found someone for whom the chemistry works and their lives are perfect. So that didn't mean she was actually crazy. It just meant her and me made crazy. That's that's a brilliant point because as I was talking about this woman that I made yell at me, I'd like to be clear. I made her into a yelling person. You know what it is? Whatever it is that I was doing was just the perfect blend of infuriating. To me, I'm just like – I'm being normal and you're being a crazy yep. one. Yep. But I, I guarantee she's not acting that way yep. or I'd like to hope that she's not. Now, I, as I walked here to the meltdown from where I parked up by the 7-Eleven, there was a woman wearing, uh, uh, you know, um, um, a mask <laughs> and she was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not going to get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. She's actually insane. There's she's a difference. gone past. It's yeah. not her boyfriend. She was in peed in stonewashed jeans. Like, she's yeah, yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's official. There's a difference between that and we don't work together, but you'd be better with somebody else or in another, another situation. What do we do, Greg? Because you, you are good at this topic. I'm realizing as we're talking that I have so many friends that I that – actually, I have friends all the time that our dynamic is as soon as we're alone, I go – are you still with your loser boyfriend? Like that's that's the topic that we get into. Right. And they and they I listen to them plead and get depressed. Yes, I am. And then I go, you got to get out. Again, fucking what am right. I a savior complex? Right. I don't know what my deal is. Yeah. I'm fixing other people's problems. These yeah. are friends though. So I want to be a good and I like He's a fucking – he's a deadbeat. He's a dick. He's right. wrong. He doesn't work. He smokes right. pot all day. He's not going anywhere. And if you stay in this another – you're going to get married. I'm not going to the wedding, all right? I'm not right. going to go because I don't, I don't want to eat the fucking fire hot Cheeto plate yep. that he's going to suggest right. to serve. You fucking get out of it. And they love it. And I'm good at getting them all stirred up and they're like, you're right. I know. I know. Never do. Facebook, thank you. A couple cocktails in me. I'm checking the page. I want to see if they're – of course they're still together. Yeah, of course. What do we do? We just say if someone's doing something on some level that makes them happy? What do I say to myself? I think – well, <laughs> with Amira and I, because we would have people come to us all the time, and because Amira is a real good problem solver, eventually we just go, well, you can't come over anymore. I can't have this conversation with you anymore. Like I can't. Sometimes with certain friends, you're like, I just – or we got to talk about something else because I it, because it's too frustrating for me. I have found sometimes when you tell someone, okay, now I can't deal with your problem. Like, I remember... Maybe it'll help them. I remember getting... I, I, uh, when I, when I, I was going through a particularly bad breakup, and I just got to the point where my own friends were like, dude, fucking enough, bro. Mm-hmm. No, seriously. If, if this is what the next time hanging out with you is going to be like, let's stop hanging out. Because I'm done. Yeah, that's fucking such a great thing. And that's the thing. great thing about men. That's loving. the great thing about dudes, too. Dudes will let you have your thing yeah. for about two weeks, yeah, and then you're done. 
Yeah. And that's good. That's why men can move on a little bit because they're like, I can't move in the world like this. I got to stop because I got to because I want Dave Cross to hang out with me. You know what's so you fucking touched on something that I think is so brilliant. Men are way more. Mm. Yes. They don't want to lay on bed and, on, on, on the bed and, and read magazines and talk about it. Right. That's the other thing. Like part of it was I liked being in with women because I liked hanging out with them and talking on their beds. And a lot of times I like the women. So I talked to them forever about their boyfriends. Right. But. <laughs> With dudes, it's like, bro, let's just get it. Let's just get over this. Like, I'm, right. I'm a guy will listen to you a couple times. That's not like saying men don't want to hear it. Right, They're right, like, right. yeah, yeah, I get it, man. Well, right. I got broken up with. But then after a while, like, you know, we did this already. Yep. So you should be past. Well, this. that is that is one of the things that I've told myself, and that's who, when it's appropriate. And then I'll tell these friends who don't even uh, that it's advice they can't follow. It's advice they don't want. But I go at a certain point if you're in a relationship and all you do is shit about it and you hate it, and I can watch you shrink. As if I'm driving away from you. That's how right. fast you're shrinking to me. You, you little powerless, pathetic shadow and shell of what you used to be because of this, because of who you are in this relationship, all the power you've given away, and all that sort of stuff. I go. People are going to start losing respect for you, and they won't want to hang out with what, you anymore. What we what we've just discussed, what we've just discovered is you sort of have to. What those people are going to you for, by the way, is to play out the drama of their lives. You're a willing participant in their thing, and what you have to do is mm. cut them off at the self indulgence bar. Yeah, that's right. Here's the thing: I'm not going to play that game. You're done here. We've, we're closed. You've had your la- like go uh, fucking somewhere else and drink. Like go somewhere else because smells like boundaries in here. Otherwise, you're playing a game. You're playing a game, dude. Seriously. <laughs> We'll do. We'll have our own podcast where we just fucking fix people up. Yeah. Smells like boundaries in I here. I would love smells like boundaries Welcome in smells here. Smells like boundaries in here. Do you go to Al-Anon? Am I allowed to talk? I go to meetings. Yeah, okay. I go to. I go to. I go to certain meetings. Although I got to be honest with you, in recent years, I I have backed off. My, Is that a bad uh, question to ask? Was that like a faux pas? I go no. to Al-Anon. I know I'm not supposed to talk about it. Anyway, the reason is is talking about these things, yeah. fixing people. Let me help you. Let me. I'll take your problem as my own. That's all my alcoholic stuff. That's all my yeah. Growing up in a volatile kind of environment. My wife is really good at like we already talked about this. Yeah. Oh, that's so fucking. That's such a. That's what. Because that's what Marin is. That's what Chelsea is. That's what. All all these we've already talked about this and the other thing is that makes the original information they gave me more pertinent because they're not willing to give it to me again yeah. they're going to give it to you one time yeah. it mattered then yep. I'm not going to talk to you about this again. it's on the books I'll show, you I, the, I'll show you the log and then all I say is I just want to show you the font see in the sticker Amira no, I saw been, that. That's all I do. I just fucking show her. I show her ah. stickers. How sad could it be for a guy who was on Oprah to have his her fucking husband come and go? So I'm making a sticker for the band, and uh, <laughs> I know I'm no longer in self help. That one thing that made us money. So look at this. The lion's head is right above TRM, I, the reigning monarchs. I wish but Oprah. It's like a secret. Still had a show so you could come on with the stickers. <laughs> look under your seat. There's stickers. 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 Everybody gets a sticker. I want to. You're so great. Great, man. I'm so happy we did this. Yeah, me too. Let me ask you real quick about... Let me make sure not all these we did. Marin Bonner is Stress Factory. Lose Respect is written in the Circled Church. Daughter... Oh, are, are your daughters in love with you? It's too big of a question. You ever, They're great. You They're ever, really great. You ever feel yeah. that dynamic, though, where you're super dad and you're one like... Of them, one of them is completely drank the Kool-Aid and yeah. thinks I'm the best, but she's also not a genius. And then the <laughs> other one is uh, suspect of me but really loves me. Yeah, they do. We oh, have a, great. We have unusually, and I think uh, we have unusually kind children. They are really interested in adults. They're both very, very smart. They're mm-hmm. both really good listeners. They will say things to you like... Uh, our friend Moon was over the other day, and she had to move. And my daughter said, "That's hard, isn't it? Moving, huh. just having all that stuff and having to go to a whole another place and start over." Empathy, fuck, dude, you're f- 
seven. What are you talking to her That's about? That's not like, supposed to come until they're re- 30, no, 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 32 no, for they, me. They, they, I know, right? <laughs> and I, I'm not going to want to be on those boring people that brags about their kids, but I really, my kids are really, really good people. They're fun. I like to hang, I, I look forward to them coming home. I can't wait to spend time with That's them. Like, great. I genuinely enjoy their company. They're funny. They're pithy. They're weird. They're not genius. Like I said, the older one said the other night, so your book was called He's Just Not That Indian, right? <laughs> You're not making a joke, are you? That is not it? <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. It was a fucking cultural revelation. It was a cultural revelation. Oh, that's your daddy drives the car. Right? <laughs> Holy fuck. What are you talking about? It was he's just not that Indian. Like oh. that's that's why I can't I can't play in the clubs. I can't even fucking sell it at home. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. fucking fantastic. He's just not that Indian, Let she me, said. Okay, we're going to bring this into religion real quick. You mentioned yes. that you uh, were not raised with with the religion. Yeah. And you also kind of alluded to liking the shaman. Uh, mm-hmm. do you do you where are you? Are you seeking spiritually? You're not raising the kids religious, I'm guessing. No baptisms. No, no but we'll go to a we will go to a um at a certain point we will expose them to all the religions. We'll like we've talked about the idea of taking a theology class together as a group to expose them to it. I have a the more I have one of those like um, higher power concepts, so when I talk about it, it feels like it evaporates into the air, and I'm not talking about anything. Hmm. Um, it's such a great way to put it. I feel like it gets away from you. Yeah, it gets away from me. Well, there's and things it feels you fake. think, and, and there's things you feel, and then there's things you can say. The thing is, In when, between those two when things, I talk it about it, I don't want to sell it to anybody. I'm not trying to convince anybody of my way of belief. There is something. In, there's something about me inside that's been there since I'm wee. But even without, even I sort of, I sort of coveted religions because I liked the community and I wanted to go somewhere where people believed in something. Yeah, belief uh, is a. So I have a belief that in our science, there is something that ro- that rotates this whole fucking thing. Yeah, that there's a purpose to all of it. It's just not there. There are not going to be any. Um, I can't custom make an order for how my life's supposed to be or somebody else's. I mm-hmm. can't. There's a plan. And I, if I, when I allow myself to go along with it, my life goes good, and I don't question it. And when I do question it, that's when I get fucked up, and I ruin everybody else's day, including mine. And that's the best I can explain it. That's well, yeah, that's a lot. It's interesting. It yeah, just, it's <laughs> it's it's not tethered to anything, and it and it's and it's probably easy to poke holes into because it's no, no, so no. it's so. But you feel like you're but, either on track with this thing and this yeah. purpose that's rooted in science yeah. and rooted in. Everything. Everything. It's in our fiber and in our being, and and it's based in the decisions we make and the things that show up for us, and the fact that like I'm going to be okay because I know that there's something in the Jack White experience I'm supposed to get, and I'm not supposed to know a lot about physics. That's for the guy that is supposed mm-hmm. to know a lot about physics. So mm-hmm. I feel like it, there is some cosmic sense of like just go with where I'm telling you to go and shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I, it will, and it's every time it's worked. I didn't want to be a stand-up per se. I didn't want to write the book. He's just not that into you. I just did these things and they worked. He's, not, and then, he's just not that Indian, I think you mean. Right. Because he here's the thing. <laughs> Though he was dark-skinned, he was yeah. not yeah. like he didn't do the thing that no. I thought he would do. He's just not that Indian. No, no, no. Just, he's, he's mildly Indian. It was like a skosh. Yeah. <laughs> He was a Scotch Indian. <laughs> I love that I interrupted your brilliant, beautiful thing to be like, here's your daughter's joke again. And I loved it. And you did I'll roll with it. Because you're rolling with your life. That's but, your whole thing. You're uh, trying to honor where you're headed. I just I, – look, there was a, it was a concept that was sort of reaffirmed for me when I, when I got sober. Um, and it just – and I sort of figured it out one day on a run. And I just got this sort of like, oh, okay, 
Like I literally had it. Like I can't even tell you what the universe said to me, or if, like if that, if that if that's even how I came upon it. I just went, oh okay, mm-hmm. I get it. I'll just try to be of service. I'll just try to get out of my own way. I'll just try, and I won't keep going through doors that won't open. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And you know that some days that's really scary. That's like your stand up thing. Go where the love is. And, but that's scary some days because there are things on the table. Like a mortgage, like school, like stuff that you mm-hmm. go, but what's going to happen with that stuff? Right. How do I make sure that keeps happening for right. these people whose lives I'm in charge of? And it's like, just trust me, go. Yeah. It just go. Because if you just, circle around it, it's not going to work. Just push the Pop-O-Matic bubble, baby. Jesus, just hit it one more time. Roll. Just hit it one more time. Just roll and go to the spaces. So what? So your daughter's ahead of you. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. You're moving ever closer to... She needs to win this right now. You don't. Yep. And one of these days, Greg, you're going to land on make your own fucking pants, Peg. Oh, my God. And you're going to sell those four pairs of pants. I'm going to sell them. And I'm going to wear one. Fuck, yes. (laughs) Fucking thank you for doing it, man. Dude, it's been awesome. You're hilarious. What do we do? I love you, man. Thanks for doing it. Will you say keep it crispy? Keep it crispy. (laughs) You just did it immediately. (laughs) No why. No what. That's your life philosophy. That's how I do it, man. And I like saying it. It felt good. It did feel good. good. Also, I love the word crispy. Oh, well then. My little daughter says something that makes no sense, and we all love it. She goes, that's the great feeling of crunchy eyes. She also has an imaginary friend that won't play with her. Well, what's that say? And you know what the funny thing is? She's not even mad about it. She's like, you know, Helen won't play with me, but it doesn't matter because I have other things I'm doing. (laughs) So you have no control over your imaginary friend. She literally was walking around the house one day. I'm not kidding you. She was on a fake phone. And I'm like, what are you doing? Are you on a call? She goes, no, I'm on hold. Oh. I'm like, who are you talking to? She goes, Helen. Fucking Helen? It's a fake friend! You know what's weird? I have a fake wife named Helen. Really? Maybe it's this bitch. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I tweet about her. Thanks, Greg Barrett, everybody. Thanks, man. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. Now leaving Nerdist.com.